Welcome to Core, everybody. Video game talk from three guys who like hanging out and talking about video games with each other. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger, and it's time for another episode of Core. Uh, before we get cranking here, I had one of those weeks where, you know, I've done this on the show where I'm like, all right, a genre gets in my skin, under my skin and I just have to explore all the options, all the things that exist in that genre. Yeah. And for me, it was you guys playing Metroid and me watching an old video of somebody playing Symphony of the Night. And I went, I have not played a good Metroidvania in a while. I'm going to just find something and then hone in on it. So I didn't even put these in my notes, but I ended up playing Symphony of the Night on my phone because they have a pretty good version on there and I have a controller for it. So it works well. The the backbone thing works great for that. So it feels like I'm on a PlayStation and I haven't played that since play, PlayStation time. So that was cool to see, but it's also got some issues. It's a thing of its time. So then I tried, um, I forgot the name of the other one, another Final Fantasy game that's more new and I didn't like it. Um, I tried, uh, uh, what's the other one I tried? Oh, everyone talks about Hollow Knight, like it's the ultimate modern version of the great oh boy. thing or whatever. Uh-huh. It's, boy, that game needs to learn how to give you a map sooner. That's the main problem I have with that game is I don't know where the F I am. And in like the first three hours of that game, you don't know where you are. You just kind of have to guess where the crap you've been and every level looks the same. Um, I know there are people who worship at the feet of that. <laughs> I was going to say you are going to get some people because every time I have ever, because I don't like Hollow Knight. Yeah. I, my experience with Hollow Knight is that it's bad and I don't like it. Yeah. I think I don't like the art style. I think the world looks boring. I kept waiting for the game to be interesting and good and it never happened. Yeah. And But there, every time I mention it, I get people in my Twitter in emails in any form. How could you not like Hollow Knight? It's the greatest game. They they really like oh, yeah. Hollow Knight. Yeah, there I and I knew that kind of going into it and knew that you know and again it was me cracking it and going, "Well, let's see if I can finally find what everybody keeps saying. Like can I can I figure out why this is so beloved and I bounced off of it cuz again, they really leave you out to hang and dry. I don't love the art style, but I'm okay with it. Um, it looks pretty good on my TV. It's on Game Pass. I'm like, why not? I'll just try it. Um, but I bounced off of that. You'll never guess where I landed. Man. Yeah, I would because I saw your notes. Guacamelee 2 is such a great freaking game. I know it's goofy and it's meant to be. It's over the top and ridiculous. You're a luchador and you get sucked into a fantasy world and you're trying to save your family and your village and and all the fighting is the, these great wrestling moves and stuff. And the music's amazing. And it's just this very, you know, ridiculous over the top. Um, they have a they have a version of the multiverse in this world called the Mexiverse. And everything's very Mexican and colors are all very Day of the Dead. And, and just it's beautiful 2D side-scrolling business. And the first game was real good. The second one I just sort of never played. And I don't know why I didn't get around to it. So I cracked that open. And boy, howdy, did I play that for six, seven hours. That game's great. That game is great. And they give you a map right away. So take that, Hollow Knight, you and your no map bullshit. Uh-huh. Um, Funny you were in the mood for Metroidvania. And, you know, yeah, and I didn't go spend the 60 on the other one. I, I don't know why. Try, you know, here's why. Here, here's why, dude. Here's, here's the reason why. I wanted something on my couch on my TV. That's what I was looking for. And I mean, my, it, it, I, 
Well, I, I don't know if you have a controller or not. Like, I guess I have a pro controller for the Switch, so I could play that. Yeah, way. but my Switch is a is a Switch Lite. It's in my hand. It's oh, you have a Switch Lite only. Yeah, just like John does. I thought you had a regular Switch. No, that went with my son when he moved oh, well, out. Then so. maybe yeah. Then it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that I don't want to play that game. I just wasn't in the mood to spend 60 bucks for this itch that I needed scratched. I, know. So, I spent 80 on it. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's expensive. So I ended up really having a good time. So I'm just here to tell you guys, and I won't bring it up again later because we are now talking about it, but Guacamelee 2, that's a fantastic video game. It's very good. I'm it's glad to hear it. Really, really good. And 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 I Would love... Would you say it's your favorite Metroidvania game? I think it might be. It's the one I have the most fun with. I, the first is game it, I loved a, a lot. Is it a Metroidvania? Like you get upgrades, backtrack in the oh, yeah. labyrinth? All that stuff. Yeah. yeah. doesn't yeah. look like a Metroidvania. If I, if I would have guessed it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. No, 100% Metroidvania. For. There's stuff right away where you're like, how do I get there? And I guess I'll get something later to let me go there. And they even have an equivalent to, what's the ball called? We already had this discussion. Morph ball. Morph ball. Morph ball. They have an equivalent to that where you get uh, you get enchanted by this like weird old man from another dimension and he gives you the ability to transform into a chicken at will. And oh. it's basically that because now you're like, oh, all these little tiny places I couldn't get into before, this little t- little tunnel hole that there was no way I was going to get into. Now in chicken form, I can get in there, unlock stuff, find things I didn't know I had. It's all, it's a, absolutely a Metroidvania, like top to bottom. Um, it's just thematically, it's rather different than this, you know, dark space drama or this, you know, ridiculous over the top Dracula bullshit that you see in, in, in uh, Castlevania. Um, it's a really fun game and it's on Game Pass and it's so it's free and people should play it. If that kind of thing is like beckoning to you, you should do it. I don't think, uh, I think a lot of people look at that game and just think, well, they're, they're going for silly here, so it must not. That must not be a serious game. I completely disagree. A very serious one of those. I mean, not maybe not, again, maybe not tonally serious, but mechanically, very serious. I'm curious what the Final Fantasy was, though, because I didn't know they ever made a Metroidvania-style game. Well, I mean, it's the Vania part, right? Castlevania is the Vania. <laughs> right? I'm not smoking crack, yeah, right? Yeah, but you said Final Fantasy. What is Final Fantasy? What did Fantasy I say? Did I say with... Final Fantasy? I didn't yes. mean to. I said Castlevania, I thought. Didn't I? No, you no. said Final Fantasy. I was a little curious, but I was, <laughs> I was, I was excited. Too, I was too hung up on the question, why didn't you just play Metroid Dread at the time that I didn't interrupt you? No, um, I don't I don't know why I said Final Fantasy. I didn't mean to. I meant Castlevania. And so when you just oh. asked that, I'm like, where do you think the Vania comes from? <laughs> it's because I didn't say Castlevania. I said Final Fantasy. Like, like, I, don't, I don't know. Not from Final Fantasy, nope. I don't think. <laughs> nope. They don't, they don't call them Metroid Fantasies uh, or whatever. Um, so a chat room said, well, so is Hollow Knight. No, I know Hollow Knight is a Metroidvania. It's just an infuriating one and one that's not, I don't find as fun. John and I, can you send us all your hate mail? I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. I wanted to like it. I kept playing it, waiting to find out why everybody was so excited about it. It never happened. Like, that was the problem. Mm-hmm. I, I got on Twitter and went and said, hey, everybody who likes Hollow Knight and recommended it, what is it about this game that gets so good? Yeah. And everybody was like, it's just a really good one of those games. And I was like, all right, well, I'm hours and hours and hours into this, and I still don't think it's good. So maybe it's just not for me. Yeah. The other one I really like and always recommend is SteamWorld Dig 2. That's a fantastic game. Oh, yeah. I got to try yeah, that. that I think great. my favorites in the genre are probably actually um, Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow is really good, mm-hmm. uh, which 
Game Boy One. It's probably why I always think of handhelds when I think of this game. Yeah. Um, and uh, Metroid Fusion. I think so, those are probably my two. So those Vania Advance, uh, Metroid Vania Advance games, all the ones that were on the Game Boy Advance, yeah. is is a thing I can buy on Xbox or PC uh, or Switch yeah. for like nineteen bucks. Do you think those are worth it? I never played any of those. I. I think it's worth it just for the one game I like in there. Um, but it's a lot like Symphony of the Night. Aria of Sorrow is is a lot like Symphony of the Night with a couple of additional fun mechanics. Mm. I think it's worth it for that alone, but you might enjoy the other three games that are in there as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's worth it for just the one game that's good. Okay. The other games, there's stuff to like. But the other games are a little bit more traditional Castlevania. Mm-hmm. So you got two that kind of play and control like old school Castlevania 1 Castlevania. Mm. Actually, I think three of the games are like that. And then you have one that's like Symphony of the Night. Well, the one I want is like Symphony of the Night. That's the one I want. Yeah. Symphony of the yeah. Night's And amazing. that one's really good. That's yeah. probably my favorite one in the game. I feel like Symphony of the Night is the or standard which all these are now based on. You know, they all aspire to be that. Or at least that plus whatever you bring to the table. Um, that's just how I'm, that's that's how um, I like it puts the Vania and Metroidvania in my opinion. Like there's no reason that those two genres or those, this 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 weird combo genre even exists. Had Castlevania just stuck with its side scroll one and two kind of games, had they not done what they did in Symphony of the Night, I don't think it would be even included in there. It's a hell of a game, but I also have to finally try Bloodstained. I've been meaning to play oh, that yeah. forever, and the, I, I've just the guy never gotten around to it. Guy that made Symphony first, right? And that's the same yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, I'd try that. There's a girl in a dress and bunny ears or some shit, though, right? Well, it's you know you can put outfits on your characters. Okay. I don't think you have to wear bunny ears. Okay, because I don't want to. I can't. I, the role play part of it, I just I don't want to be Ariana well, Grande. Well, even if they give you bunny ears, Scott, you don't have to role play it. You don't have to run around and fight all the monsters going, I'm a cute bunny. Just yeah. play it and get better gear. Use it as motivation to get better gear. Okay. Get something badass instead of bunny ears. When you get the bunny ears, go, either I'm going to make my life more difficult and not equip the good item that I just got or I'm going to be motivated to get something cooler instead. All right. I'm going to do it. Uh, Hollow Knight is an overwhelmingly positive game. Oh, yeah. People love it. Yeah, we're in the minority for sure. Oh, yeah. No question about that. Try this to see. uh, I I got the feeling, Bo, that if I had found the map sooner, I would be happier in that game than I was. I think that's well, a big games, deal for is me. It, yeah, I don't know. They're meant to be torturous in, in a certain way. Yeah. You're supposed to overcome the torture. But I, I just, yeah. Yeah, I, I think know. that's true. I mean, uh, Alora says, I think Scott is thinking about Rose's new Final Fantasy podcast. I didn't know he was doing one. Is that true? Is that yeah. cool? That's cool. Good job there, Brian, with his, uh, I knew he was playing that a bunch. I wondered if, I wonder if we start seeing some of the, of the usuals <laughs> around the called, wild space. Do it. Is it called a Realm Maintenance Reborn? <laughs> Probably <laughs> that should be the name, Brian. If, if you made the name already, maybe just do a little edit. <laughs> I don't know. What, I didn't. Where where is um what uh what's what, what's it called? Does anyone know? I'd love Hold to. I can, I can find out very quickly. Let me. Uh, happy to promote it. I like Brian. Yeah, he's a good dude. Always there to greet me at BlizzCon. It's called a fail. podcast reborn. A podcast so reborn, really. <laughs> Hey, Bo, you were almost, that was almost exactly I was it. close. Yeah. I, well, Realm Maintenance Reborn is a mouthful, but yeah. Consider, He'd have to consider sue it himself Brian. is the problem. Yeah. The infringement. 
Actually, technically, it's it is the same name, just different words. A podcast reborn is Realm Maintenance reborn. He's just not going to say the full name. So yeah, I think yeah, you guessed that's it. it. That's that's an aesthetic decision. I, I can understand landing away from that one, but I, I'd have a hard time not doing it. Well, go check it out, you guys. I like uh, Ro a lot, and uh, happy to see him doing anything that he likes to do. So go check it out. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, enough of my dumbness. Let's get to this. Bobby Kotick. Uh, you know him from such uh, hits as Activision money, and Money. money. Yeah, and Moneyball. <laughs> <laughs> they, they named a tampon after him, didn't they? What? No, because it sounds like Kotick sounds like one, but yeah. I don't think so. Kotick, yeah. available at your local pharmacy. There today. you go. Yeah. Well, next time I'm spotting, I'm going to ask for the Kotick. That's terrible. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> bring protection. If you're getting a Kotick, wear protection. Yeah, always. Uh, he's taking a giant pay cut and is saying it's in an effort to change things uh, culturally and otherwise around Activision Blizzard uh, King, if you count the K or the, yeah, the K in there. Although you never hear about King and their role in any of this. They're just sort of pumping out Candy Crush games and that's about it over there. Um, I think that's fine. I mean... You're gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna have a hard time making anybody real happy about anything you'd say about Bobby Kotick in terms of like, oh, let's get behind Kotick now. Suddenly he's on, now he's one of us. Like, that's not gonna happen, but it's a, it's a considerable amount of money. Right. You can say it's the right decision without it having to be a ringing endorsement of the human being behind it. Yeah. Yeah. You can go, yeah, this is probably right for the company and the people who work under him. Um, he's apparently only going to be accepting in any form, which it was something that they were quick to stress. He was going to only be accepting California's legal minimum salary of, uh, $62,500. Yeah. So that's, uh, it is allowing them to make, cause kind of the part two to this story is, uh, Activision Blizzard King is making changes internally yep. that are now finally meeting some of the demands that was requested as part of that walkout and all of that. Um, I don't know if, I don't think they're covering uh, all of the demands, but I think it's starting to tick some of those boxes because I certainly know in those circles, a lot of the employees and a lot of the people there are actually celebrating a little bit and feeling like, you know, they're getting something of a win out of this. So, uh, you know, that's good. You know, that's what ultimately this is for. You know, I can already see it in the chat, and there's going to be people that see this and go, it's nothing, he's already rich, you know, what does it matter? None of this matters. But at the end of the day, if you're going to stress that your interest in this is the employees there uh, getting a better shake, the employees there are saying they're getting a a better deal. And Mm. so I will listen to them and go, hey, sounds like a win for them, sounds like that's what we want. Yeah, he says in a very lengthy letter to staff, a couple of things. Um, He says, any Activision employee found through our new investigation processes uh, and resources to have retaliated against anyone for making a compliance complaint will be terminated immediately. This is in response to many employees' claims that um, their letting go in in recent months was a direct result of them speaking out. in favor of changes at the company and that now this has been, they've been retaliated against by, you know, mid mid managers or whatever. Um, I think that's a really important thing to address. And they also say they're going to invest $250 million quote to accelerate opportunities for diverse talent. 
Um, says the company is currently 23% women and non-binary. Uh, they want to make that bigger. Um, I mean, two things can be true at once. These are, these are probably good and right moves. And the other thing that's true at the same time is he's got about $300 million that he just has in the bank and he owns stock and everything. And it's, it's not, it, this is not a giant sacrifice for Bobby Kotick as much as it's meant to sound like it is. It really isn't, but it's still, I think a meaningful thing for the company but don't yeah. but don't nobody go feeling bad for bobby kodak is what i'm getting at. no don't don't feel bad for bobby no uh jason schreier also reported on this a little bit and um, i'll just read his tweet because i think he said it really well big win for the employees of activision blizzard today as management promises more pay transparency and an end to forced arbitration which is another big thing that happens in a lot of these companies yeah um that actually makes it very hard for people to come forward for things mm-hmm. um and he says, I've seen cynicism about motives, but management motives don't matter. What matters is that workers organized and won this fight. So I I think that's a, a good point. It's a good start. A lot of people are saying that too. Like it's first steps and hopefully there will be more. So yeah. we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. The other part of this, uh, let's see, in June, Activision Blizzard shareholders narrowly narrowly voted to approve a hundred and fifty five million dollar pay packet. For Kodak, who, uh, see, uh, for awards tied to a 2016 goal of doubling the company's market capitalization. Uh, indeed, its shares soared last year uh, amid the pandemic. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of, like, this is like when everybody talked about, um, it's all for different reasons, but there was a time there where uh, uh, Steve Jobs only took a dollar in pay from the company. And everybody was like, whoa, when he came back in 97 and says, I'm not even going to make money here. I'm just going to fix this damn company and make it better than it ever was. And I'll only take a dollar pay per year or whatever. He did that. That was all legit. But he had millions slash billions in stock and bonuses and yearly dividend payouts and all that stuff. Like he pay is just a formality at a certain point. hundred percent. Yeah. So, so. I, what I'm saying is, this is not Bobby Kotick going. Well, we're gonna have to downsize. I'm gonna have to go. I have to get a just a regular car and you know, maybe a condo. <laughs> like it's not gonna happen. None of that's gonna happen to Bobby Kotick. Even though I think the idea of something like this is a gesture to say, "Look what I'll give up for the betterment of the whatever." And two things are true. It's not that big of a deal for him, but. This this could have a very positive impact on how things go here forward. So we'll see. Right. It also probably helps him stay in in charge. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's actually that's very true. Uh, Twitch streaming being integrated or reintegrated oh. rather into Microsoft's dashboard. What's their dashboard? Just like their the Windows thing? Is that what we're talking uh, about? Actually, it, into the open. system itself. So this is something that. When I first got my Xbox Series X, I, I was a little surprised by because I had been streaming on the PlayStation 4 so much, and I was used to being able to literally press a button oh, and Xbox. launch and start streaming. And the way the Xbox uh, did Twitch integration at launch was go to the website using the web browser built into the Xbox Series X and yeah. set it up on the back end through that. It was a real nightmare. It was it was like shockingly bad. Yeah. Doesn't and work great at uh, all. it was part of the reason why I ended up getting a capture device because I was like, well, if I ever want to stream Xbox Series X stuff, like this is it because their in-system use and ability to stream is 
just awful. It was bad. Well, but it's because they were counting so much on uh, Mixer to be, you know, the thing. And it was gone before the system came. No, you're you're <laughs> so... right. You're right. But those <laughs> those gears move slowly. You know what I mean? Like they're not yeah. going have it ready so, time, but it's, yeah. it's now nice. they're integrating it yeah it's nice to have but it's still not the best i tried it on you can stream on the twitch app and you know you can't adjust for the camera there's a real lack of being able to modify anything i don't know if that's well the dash I think returning they've to the dashboard stepped away from the app i think it's now like in system is yeah. what they've added yeah it's in yeah, but if, if, if it's, i guess if it's still light on because there's a creative aspect to your street, you know, where am I going to put my chat and what am I going to do here yeah. and my alerts and like, yeah, if, if they're like, if I can log into my PC and set that up and then just have it work like super natively from the Xbox, that'd be great. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I'm still thinking your best bet if you want to stream consoles to get yourself a capture. Card. Well, for sure. I mean, if you're looking yeah. to go all out and you're, you've got a, a, regular streaming plan or whatever yes but i but i at a very base level this is good because it means just the core functionality will be better i was scream i was trying to stream with the app after launch of the series x and it was like a black screen the whole time people could hear audio but not see anything and it was something to do with hdr settings and not translating properly or all that problem it's because you like it even happens like my i have the avermedia external card Mm -hmm. and like if i open up like amazon prime or disney it changes to the hcdp and then it won't stream it like detects that oh there's a certain type of video for copyrighted material and i have to turn off the i have to turn everything off and turn it back on in order for it to regain functionality so that'll probably also be natively in so you can't stream your video apps right yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I guess it's fine if for like a hobbyist, right? Like, oh, it's on here and do this. But I just, I don't know anyone who's trying to get any kind of viewership is really, maybe they, you do succeed that way. It just feels like, I don't know. It I'm trying to think. Like I, I doubt there's a really popular console streamer that isn't also capping it. I would have to guess. Like, but, you know, I guess if you're a young person, you don't have access to all that equipment, you know, who yeah. knows? So maybe yeah. it, they know better the use cases for it. It's just my experiences of native in console so far have all been bad. Like final fantasy I streamed for the PlayStation four mm-hmm. and it worked all right. And I just did audio. I didn't do camera. I was like, it's whatever. This is low tech. I'm just streaming it. And then it prevented me from streaming the last level, last chapter of the game. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, you know, and, and people did stick around to watch the game as I was playing it and they, I just could not stream it and I didn't have a capture card at that time. So it was just like, well, you're not going to see the end of the game. People who journeyed with me on this. Yeah. So there's just a, so much BS that it's like, it's exciting, but are they going to go all the way or is this feature bloat just to say, you know, it's a feather in their cap that they can put on a put in, you know, a stockholder presentation and can put on marketing. But I think it just good. brings it back in parity with what's already available on competing yeah, platforms. Then, That's all it really you know, does. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's it, this is neither them or Sony are doing anything special with streaming. They're just sort of yeah. letting you do it. So, yeah, so. Yeah, I think they probably know the writings on the wall. Somebody's serious about streaming and growing an audience. They're 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 capturing it. Yeah, you've got to do it the right way. Like I just, it's hard to recommend or be excited about it, knowing how limited. Like you would hate to tell somebody, "Oh, you're going to stream now." Well, you'll be partner in no time. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like just don't bother streaming. Enjoy the enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy with the proper soundtrack instead of streaming to one person and having to listen to the streamer version of the soundtrack and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not worth it unless you're, you know, well, you're doing those. Also, you know, there's got to be some really sad engineers at Microsoft who worked really hard right up until pretty close to launch of that console, these new consoles, 
with mixer integration. That was going to be all over these damn things. And yeah, why didn't they wait to pull the plug till after the console? Launched? I don't know. Well, I don't know what like, the, I think they should have waited a year because maybe they're just spending <laughs> too much money on it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, they, they were having a hard time, but you know, nothing had worked like bringing Ninja over and paying him an exorbitant fee to, to come over there and other people to do it. It never made a dent. Um, not in a they, meaningful long-term way. And like, like Twitch is just the standard. And so they were having a hard time, but if they just stuck it out for another year and then Twitch just had all these problems that you just have with their massive leak and their hack and everything. I don't know. I think there could have been some inroads there. I think Microsoft I think it, shouldn't have quit. I think but. it's one of those things where Twitch is more than you have to acknowledge that Twitch is more than just a streaming a technology for streaming service. There's like a cultural aspect that, yeah, that is part yeah. of the gaming and viewing. It's not for everyone, so you need talent in your company that understands that. Yeah, and I'd be willing. YouTube Gaming doesn't have it. Um, they're like they're all trying, but they just don't have it. And Twitch, that's the mar- market Twitch has cornered that no other rival streaming service has been able to capture excitement from the core audience. Well, of all of all service. of these companies that are involved in this conversation all have a form of this, and they all know this from other things. Like Microsoft has absolute dominance in office software and in operating systems like huge you can't crack that egg you got Macs, you got linux but you don't have the just the volume they are the kleenex brand of that stuff and amazon is that for online sales and all that stuff and you would argue that twitch is that for streaming and they happen to be owned by amazon but they they are that for that google or uh, sorry youtube is YouTube and no one's been able to compete with YouTube on a meaningful level for the same reasons for what YouTube's strengths are, but they haven't been able to crack into the live thing. You're totally right. Like it's a mix of cultural and just who got there first and you know, who's got the momentum. Although I do uh, think YouTube has, I think if anybody has a chance to supplant Twitch, it's YouTube. I think their efforts have been a little, half-hearted at times like they did their like youtube rebrand where it was like hey it's youtube gaming and you know here's our new browser and just as far as interface and and all of that went it just was never really good but they have a built-in audience that like greatly exceeds if you had everybody who signed up to twitch log into the same person you are at a small fraction of youtube's audience yeah so if they wanted to, if they committed to it, I think they could do it. I don't know that they have committed to it in such a way where they stand a chance well, yet. Well, the they reason committed they, to the, the culture thing, and I think it yeah. just has to do with where Twitch started from. Yeah, it's the it's the WoW problem. Like WoW was coolest when there were bugs, like when when that disease got wiped out. You know, all of Orgrimmar and Stormwind because they brought a raid boss back to the thing, or Leroy Jake. Like the things that are held up in memory are this. You know. I got an arrow to the knee, like things that the developers would ideally not put in there because these are sort of organic cultural things. And I think Twitch was a wild west for a while and it's still riding that momentum because they're definitely trying to get rid of it. Like every other week is a is a some salacious story about doing something wrong on Twitch and it will become homogenized to the point of no excitement. Like that's that's the direction I see them heading in. And the companies that are already there are already there. Like they're not going to be trying to do dangerous things or, or you know, it's it, it's going to take a disruptor and not a giant company to capture an excitement like Twitch has. That people may go to YouTube for the money and they may, they 
get tons of views. So like success is objective. Yeah. I'm just saying Twitch still dominates on the cultural capital. And well, I it also see, dominates I on the streaming side, just straight up streaming numbers. Like YouTube has streaming, but, and they've got, they've paid for some big streamers, but they don't have the streaming numbers. Twitch does. And Twitch doesn't have the VOD numbers. YouTube, YouTube does. Yeah. They exist yeah. in two different mindsets. Like, which is so well weird together. because both offer the same thing. I mm-hmm. can do a VOD of my Twitch stream yep. and I can post it on my Twitch uh, channel and people can go and that can exist in perpetuity as long as I've highlighted it properly. It doesn't get deleted after X amount of time like regular broadcasts do. Yep. So in a way, it works in the same sense of how YouTube does, but... As I learned from a lot of people where I was telling them, yeah, I archive it, you know, it's fine. They were like, yeah, but can you post it to YouTube? Like, there are people who will either, I watch it live on Twitch, or I watch a VOD on YouTube. That's what I do. And yet, you could do both things in both places. (laughs) I could broadcast live to YouTube. Nobody wants to watch it there, but that's where the VOD needs to be, and vice versa. It's a really weird dynamic that exists that I think is actually kind of interesting and kind of neat. Cause I think it keeps that natural competition between the brands to some degree. Sure. But I do think that I do think that if the right things happened or maybe the wrong things happened to certain sides, I don't think anybody is assured. I do think YouTube could potentially knock off Twitch in that regard. I don't think Twitch would ever knock off YouTube. Like I don't no. I don't see a world where Twitch expands into we now have everything on our platform people come here and watch fun videos. I don't think it would ever go that way. Mm-mm. But I do no. I do think it could potentially There's a mainstreamness about YouTube that succeeds for them across the board where it can you know you can have a lot of your little niches and stuff but also little kids and grandparents and whoever can go on YouTube and find things and it's that's ubiquitous in that way. But over on Twitch, they don't have that. It's very niche. And I can't think of a single 80-year-old that would go to Twitch for anything. No. You know what I mean? Why would they ever go yeah. near there? And then there, there's stuff on Twitch. I don't want, you know, if I had little kids, I wouldn't want them near Twitch. But I'd probably be okay with YouTube kids or, you know, other forms of, of stuff on YouTube. So it's just like they just inhabit different universes in a weird way. And they keep poking at each other in this in this sense. And I think you're right. Like Google has the ability if they really wanted to go for it, but they've done this before. They tried to out Facebook, Facebook and failed miserably. They had tried to out Twitch or Twitter, Twitter, and they failed miserably. They're bigger, they're better, they're smarter, but they couldn't do it. Well, why either? And how's uh, stadia doing? <laughs> yeah. Stadia's not as far as I can tell stadia, maybe like, um, there was, there was some talking, it was all rumored the other day, but Samsung was talking about maybe doing a, a game streaming service and a lot of people speculated, well, this could be like Google's first big white label use of Stadia, which was my theory the whole time was they don't care so much about gaming. They care about having a service that other companies, everybody from freaking, you know, Apple to game services to Blizzard to everybody would use them as a white label service branded as their own that there's big money in that for Google. Mm. There's less money in just focusing on games. So I still think that's what they want. Now, whether anyone has like gotten on the hook for it, I don't know that Samsung thing would be huge because there's, we're talking about a gigantic worldwide market that isn't just focused on the U S or, you know, North America, but I don't know that stuff gets, we can get the weeds pretty easy, but bottom line is, uh, 
you know, Microsoft in the case of them giving up so early, I think they just saw the writing on the wall. Like they could, could they have funded that in perpetuity and just kept growing it forever? Absolutely. But at some point somebody said, is that really with the business we want to be in? Maybe we can do other yeah. stuff and make a lot more money. And then who cares? So it's Twitch. So what? We'll use Twitch. Like I'll we bet- also didn't do anything. They're like, we got Ninja. It's like, what's he doing? Yeah. We we got him. Yeah. Hey, we he's got Ninja. On, he's everybody. on Mixer now. You have to go to a different website to see him. And people went, "All right, well, I'm not going to do that." Yeah. I mean, people no, went. Some people but, watched him, but they watched him and left. Like, yeah. They, no then they left. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. There's no reason for them to stick around and browse and continue shopping. That's what Twitch has. And you're like, what kind of weird shit's going on? You know, like go to the category, see what weird games are playing. Like, see who's licking ears today. Like. Well, Mixer you know, had a lot uh, more of that channel stuff. is filled with what uh, like abandoned wear is filled with porn. Yeah. <laughs> like there's what like super right wing dude is having like crazy political dude. Like there's all kinds of like just weirdo things you can come across because Twitch is like also leftover just in TV. Like there's still weird stuff in there. And yeah. Well, that, it used to be just, it used to be you couldn't do anything but gaming or get kicked. I got kicked twice for that. And then when they added the real life stuff, you know, things really took off for them. I think that was a really huge mo- moment for them and they needed to make that that choice to do that. But if I guess what I'm saying is Microsoft had a lot of those features in mixer, a lot of community features, tipping bits or versions of those sorts of things, uh, subscription to channel and all that. YouTube still doesn't have that stuff. They have a subscription thing, but that works for everybody. Just a regular yeah. YouTube channel with a, you know, the guy, the guy that makes shit out of metal in his garage. He has a, you know, you subscribe to that guy. They don't really have the community tools. They don't have the emote system. They don't have all this stuff. Not that they have culture, to copy everything. The culture but, of bot, like having a chat yeah. bot, of getting moderators to work on your chat. Like there's a whole structure around community channels. You have a community in your channels. I see the same, you know, yeah. folks uh, week in, week out, coming and hang out and chatting in there. Like it's yeah, it, it, it's it's like a it's a virtual place as much as it just is streaming and just focusing on the streaming technology is like missing the point of what why stream. Why don't we just all watch Seinfeld again? Yeah. Like, why would you want to watch a, a, a streaming live service? Because it's live and interactive and there's a community around it. And yeah. YouTube doesn't feel like a community place. It feels like a place that serves videos. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of a-holes that say things. And sometimes some videos don't have, like, our core channel has great comments. Yeah. But most of the <laughs> big-time VODs are just, you know, you expect to see shit below. And um, you can like a video. Like, it's just not... Does, it doesn't feel comfortable. It's, I feel like I'm in a hospital when I go to YouTube. Like if you're on YouTube, why? <laughs> you know, like it doesn't feel good being in the YouTube environment. And like the dark theme's all right, but even the dark theme feels like I'm in a reverse hospital. Like it, you know, I'm in the evil hospital. Like it doesn't. It's very clinical, I guess. Like it the doesn't have a hospital. Yeah, you're in the I don't hospital. I feel like I'm here to Freddy's party in. and game. Yeah. I feel like I'm here to. Uh, your sir, your video is on floor five. Uh, <laughs> take you to your video. <laughs> I, I just had know, to I open agree. YouTube to see if I was using the light theme or the dark. And that's theme the whole. That's the whole Google that, aesthetic. I was like, I can't remember. I don't know either. The whole Google aesthetic is like you're in a hospital, oh, which kind of is cool for searching, I guess, because you don't need a noisy interface. But yeah. everything the G plus was like here is, you know, a, a, a sanitized social media experience. Like it, it wasn't exciting. Yeah. Uh, did I miss? Uh, I must have missed this because I just opened YouTube to check what, what what I'm doing, and it's serving up a video that's titled "Starfield Official: The Settled Systems Overview Trailer." There's like more. Yeah, I saw that video, but I didn't watch it because I was like, "Eh." 
Dude, Starfield. You're not excited about Starfield? I'm so excited. I'm excited about Starfield, but there's some hype things I need to see, and there's some hype things I don't need to see. So I've yeah. seen games with planets and stars. <laughs> you know, like, like, I get it. I've played Mass Effect. Like, this isn't as hype as you think it is, but I'm still excited for your game. I've seen good. plenty of games with stars and stars. Uh, what'd you say? Ships and stars planets. in it? I've seen stars and planets before. Like... <laughs> It's fine. Like, I'm going to watch another video full of stars and planets. That's great. I don't Thanks. know why that's so funny, but you're right. You're not wrong. Now I suddenly don't care about that video. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. I'm sure the game will be great, but I know, like, based on the way the trailer was, the trailer showed me nothing. I've seen I've seen pilots sitting in spaceships taking off of planets. That was the trailer. I'm like, yeah. Oh, wake me up when you actually have something. Yeah. Give me a gameplay me. trailer. Then I'm in. This is a lot of show me the Doom trailer. Show me the Matrix Four trailer. Yeah, or just watch. You know, Doom. like give me something exciting. If not, uh, we'll, we'll see. You. We'll see it launch. How do you get Dune up there? By the way, is it just? Uh, I don't know. I think HBO Max. HBO is on Crave, so Crave is like our. Yeah, I don't know. Bell Media up here runs Crave, and so the HBO Max is an add-on, so I can get the HBO channels and then add down twenty bucks a month. But I, I did a search on Crave, and I didn't see it on there, so I don't think I can stream. I think I'm. We're, we're, we're trying to make a, a thing. My aunt, she's in her 70s now. She gave me the Dune book when I was in my teenage years. And mm-hmm. I've seen her like once over this pandemic. Like we've been doing the phone calls and stuff. Yeah. She's been a real shut in. So I was kind of some kind of saving Dune because I'm like, you know, it's, it's a family favorite uh, science fiction thing. Let, you know, I take her Hell to yeah. go see it at the movie theater. Didn't and, you yeah. tell us you used to watch Dune in the car while you're I, I would yeah. read Dune. Yeah, do so. Uh, I worked with my dad when I was fifteen and sixteen in the refrigeration industry, and of course, I was too young to go in the strip clubs. And you know, blue collar guys after a long day of work might stop off for a beer and or two or three before driving home. Um, they might stop off at the strip club to you know enjoy what men enjoy and drink a beer. But I was too young, so he's like, "You're gonna be okay in here," and I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And I. Like a dog left in the vehicle, I'd sit and read. Dune was one of the science. I'd read my nerdy science fiction books in the service vehicle for like two. So, you know, it was like an hour, but then an hour turned into four hours some days. And my mom would be like, you kept them in the car for that long? That's a long time, yeah. I started but reading I, the I books I like my again. Dune. I yeah. have memories of sitting in that truck reading Dune. I got a little, I got a link that might you might want. I'll send you it here in a minute. But I, uh, when I was in, um, uh, or, uh, sorry, after I saw Dune the other day, I got all psyched for the books again. And I haven't read them since I was 15. So I fired up the first book again and I'm way into it now. I love that book. It's so good. good book. And I, I also, at that age too, play, was playing Dune 2, the PC Strat RTS game, mm-hmm. which is a classic. Yeah. It started and, um, RTSs, man. Nothing like it was a Westworld or Westwood thing before Command and Conquer. There was no Warcraft. Like, they established those norms that would be RTSs. Like, that game deserves a ton of historical credit in games. That's cool. Uh, look at this. Yeah, my, so, friend, uh, yeah. my friend my um, friend uh, Zane made me the oh, Chris yeah. knife. but the Dune knife. But it's that's from, the Tryptophobia knife. Yeah, yeah, and this is the one from the first movie that's not good, though. So the new... The, it hadn't come out yet when he'd already made this. He 3D printed it. So we didn't know what the new knife looked like. This looks like something from the old old movie but i still love it it's pretty rad awesome yeah, yeah and it's got those dot, that dots that'll make you feel like you're having a phobia attack yeah, or whatever look at that. yeah anyway uh let's move on so that was all from twitch being integrated into the microsoft dashboard on the didn't console. think that was going to be the news story that got a lot of talk <laughs> no. today <laughs> no it didn't well, there's still plenty of show left to go <laughs> yeah. uh the microsoft or sorry the uh, playstation sony playstation state of play happened 
and uh, there wasn't much there. Yeah, here's I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Here I'm break the fourth wall a bit. We got called out on Twitter for not talking about PlayStation enough. Yeah. yeah. So this is my backdoor into complaining about that, honestly, because I saw this as I was looking for news stories for today, and I went, oh, PlayStation did a state of play. Finally, we'll be able to talk more about PlayStation on the show, and people stop accusing us of just being Microsoft fanboys on this show. Mm. We'll talk a little bit more about it. So I, I posted it. I wrote, yeah, PlayStation, stay to play. We'll talk about it. I clicked the article. I was like, what is coming out? And I went through it, and there wasn't a damn thing I was excited about, except that Bug Snacks is apparently getting some additional content. Like, not even a go. sequel, but some additional content. And I was like... You know, <laughs> it's fine. It's just like they they were touting Death to Door. Amazing game. It's on Steam now. It's an incredible game. Might be one of the games of the year this year. It's a really cool game. It's everywhere, though. Okay. Like yeah. the only thing to talk about with Sony is the exclusives, and we don't play them as far as I can tell for the most part. So, well, and there weren't really big exclusives talked about. I guess that uh, Star Ocean game. Star Ocean, yeah, but yeah. that's going to be for people that it's gonna be for and and so i think the point i want to make is this because the the person online i'm sorry to call specifically you out but it it stood out um we uh we're not gifted consoles by anybody no uh well, the consoles we <laughs> bo did get a i gift was gifted at tanner Goodman. oh well that's true uh, that's true me the playstation 4 uh right. you were awesome hope you're doing yeah well but also. that was like six years into the end of the generation or something eight years <laughs> no, it yeah. was a gift still right but john's point is these brand new consoles that are hard to get anyway both of yeah. them so we had to make the decision to purchase it with money that we either uh pretend we have or <laughs> maybe actually have i'm still technically paying for my series x on a monthly basis that's how i was able to get one right uh which was a deal that sony didn't make me yeah. so uh, you know that's why we we picked the console that we wanted to play yeah um and the reason behind that was because when we looked at what was out there we picked the console with the stuff that ha that we had i have no reason to dislike playstation playstation 4 is what i had last console generation and i loved the hell out of it i just Probably. there haven't been anything i wanted that well, bad except spider-man this is the problem like uh, you know we say this until wolverine and the new spider-man and that you know those, those are all very exciting to us obviously i'm very excited about those games i don't have a playstation 5 right now but when they do these events and they're mostly games that are other places or stuff we already know about or whatever there's not just not a lot to talk about like and there isn't on the microsoft side either some weeks some weeks it's like well there's nothing going on anywhere but microsoft does have one advantage game pass seems to be shitting stuff out left and right like today alone there were like three yeah which games. means we can talk about stuff that we wouldn't otherwise talk about if right. i was having to plunk down 60 dollars for every single game on xbox we wouldn't be talking about microsoft games either because i don't know if anything's come out that i would have spent 60 dollars on so it would be dead quiet on both fronts the difference is playstation is asking for that money and microsoft is going like hey you don't have to give us money but you can try this game and i go yeah. okay well i'll try it i wouldn't have otherwise but now i will um yeah. so i think that shifts the focus so also I, we're over explaining this because at the end of the day people have a bias toward what they think should be talked about and if they don't if they're not hearing what they want to hear you're going to get this from no matter who it is 
So it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not saying that your opinions out there in the audience don't matter. Of course they do. But just for a second, think about what you're actually asking us. (laughs) And what you're saying is, well, you don't think exactly how I do. So therefore, you know, like just, you can't get into that business. No, but I can, re- I mean, I can relate to like, you know, you have a favorite show, but they don't talk about the thing you're really enthusiastic about and you wish they would like, it's yeah, a normal thing. It's a normal feel. thing like, to I, feel, but you yeah. know, so, you know, you don't if you're just us. expressing it in just a friendly way, I don't, I didn't see the thing, but you know, I, I understand where it comes from. You know? yeah. It's like, I like yeah. the show and I like this thing, but they never intersect. It would be great if they intersected. We literally experienced that today when Scott came on here and is like, I was in the mood for a good Metroidvania game. And both yeah. Bo and I went, so you played Metroid Dread, right? And he's like, I played every game except Metroid Everything Dread. And, Bo and I both went, what? Yep. I know. <laughs> I'd love to talk to you. But two favorite things intersect, Metroid Dread and Scott would be great. Isn't that weird, though? Together. Like, this is a thing I do. This is a me problem. I'll do this all the time with uh, something new will come out and I'm supposed to be focused on that. But then I'm like. Uh, but what about that other one that was as good or better than this? Or or what if there's, you know, what about these other things that I barely touched? I don't know. I do. I don't know why I do that. I do it. Though. But I mean, the price tag was high and it was just for handheld only. Like, I I get it in this case, though. It was very Yeah, but you guys. So do you remember when John first got really, 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 really still really into it, but really into Final Fantasy 14? What did I do? I went and found some Chinese thing that came to Steam that no one's heard <laughs> of. And I played that till level 30 or 40. Like some kind of weirdo. Like it's a weird oh, thing I do. I admit it. It's great that you did that. It's I know, good but to it's try weird. different games. It's fine. It is just. It's, it's a little weird. I played a Korean MMO this week. The Elon game. Uh, not Elon Musk, but E Y Elon RPG. Elon game. E L Y O N. I think there's a Y in there. Is what makes it different. Um, it's fine. It's okay. But okay. that's this. I get this itch. I get this weird thing and it's not i'm not gonna not everybody's gonna be like me obviously but i guess i guess what i'm trying to say is uh when sony stuff drops we absolutely will talk about it and have like when we heard god of war is coming to pc of course we talked about it and we'll talk about it again when it happens and i'm stoked about that we're gonna talk about it again in a second we are like sony's foray into pc games anything that comes out of sony we're gonna talk about it. of course we are and i'm gonna get a playstation 5 at some point but it ain't happening for a while for a lot of reasons. One, one being, you know, availability, but the other is there ain't shit. I don't want to really play on there for the, for the money. Like there's a whole, whole thing happening with that. But those of you who've gotten one and love yours, that's great. But you can also, I guess what I'm saying is I don't feel like we're, if, if Sony has a big important thing to say or do and, and we get to talk about it on the show, we're not going to avoid it because of some bias. Right. We're not doing that. We will 100% talk about it. But it's also kind of on them to make something worth talking about. And right now it's all just kind of standard, right? It's a new console. It does new console things. There are some games for that new console. But it's not a news, news churner the way it, they may have been in their PS4 days or the way that Microsoft is doing things these days with just constantly. And I think this is their strategy, constantly smacking us in the face with, oh, new Game Pass games. Ooh, cloud services available everywhere. Ooh, better version of uh, running cloud games on your Xbox. Ooh, 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 ooh. Like constantly trying to get stuff out there. And that's, it's good for them because it's going to grow things and Sony's just not doing it. Well, we have to respond to what we hear. <laughs> and right now I'm just not I mean, what are you hearing about PlayStation 5 right now that they're still well, hard to get let me tell you because <laughs> it's the next news story I'll tell you alright exactly tell me about this P- tell me about the PC thing 
Tell me all about okay, it. Okay, so people have noticed an interesting thing on the God of War uh, Steam page, and now with other PlayStation uh, PC ports, or not ports, but PC versions of PlayStation, formerly PlayStation-exclusive games, yeah. that it is now listed as a uh, PlayStation PC LLC as uh, the distributor, which people are saying, well, look at that. That's Sony rebranding. So we are seeing that as a sign that this whole putting PlayStation exclusives on the PC isn't just a one-off or, you know, a couple games here and there. It seems like we're moving in more of a trend. So it seems like maybe the idea that these PlayStation games, these big titles, you know, God of War, Days Gone, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, those sorts of things are going to uh, are going to be becoming a regular happening on the PC, which even further removes the need to talk specifically about one console. But um, I'm really excited about this. You know, I, I think. We, when we talked about it on the context of God of War, I stand by, I would hope that it would be a little sooner than what they've been doing, because yeah, God of War isn't exactly a brand new title about to come out on the PC. Um, it's just new to PC. But uh, I'm really excited to see PlayStation doing this. Like, I, I think it's going to be good for them. I think it's going to be good for a lot of people to get to play those games. Yeah, I agree. Um and I'm stoked because I want to play them also. And I want, if, if we're biased in, in any direction, it's PC. <laughs> like, yeah. no question. The three of us are PC gamers. We don't get involved in, you know, PC master race bullshit conversations. But, but really, that's where our hearts and minds lie. And Microsoft and now Sony, with this news, uh, are, are more and more pushing into that space and making it so you can't ignore them in the PC space. And I think that's great. The more, the merrier. Let's get it going. Like yeah, as much as stop talking about PlayStation because we'll just talk about their PC games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'll t- I actually, <laughs> I I like the idea of being in a place where games are games, and the hardware is what the name is attached to. Yeah, Microsoft is attached to the hardware they provide. Right. Sony and PlayStation is a hardware that you can play games on. They also make games, but those games exist wherever they're going to exist. Like, I don't know how that future necessarily looks because I'm just kind of talking out of my butt having just thought about it. But uh, I think that seems cool. I'm more interested in a future where it's less about like exclusives and who's putting out this game and more just about this is the hardware. This is what our machine does. This is the infrastructure. This is the community. This is what we provide through the machine we put out and less about like, haha, you can only play Spider-Man over here. Right. Right. Uh, you're, what you're my prediction has is, always been eventually PlayStation gets Genesis and you'll be playing your PlayStation games on Xbox in five, ten years. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'm but what John's describing is cars. It's 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 Ford, it's Honda, it's it's you know, Mercury, but it's gas. The gas runs yeah. on all of them, right? So mm-hmm. give us reasons why I should play that same gas on your car. Well, that doesn't quite work because you don't play gas, but I, you take my point, right? It's the same thing. <laughs> you shouldn't play gas. Yeah. And that makes nobody it, nobody wins if you play gas. Because in a weird way, like I, I if you guys remember the language before they launched the Series S and X, they Sony or Microsoft basically just said, "Look, we're happy if you buy our console and play our stuff, but we actually don't care where you play it. We just want you yeah. to play, and that means Game Pass is the thing you're actually we want you to have. So play it on your PC, 
Uh, when cloud is here, play it on your old laptop that barely runs anything, but it'll run that just fine. Play it on your phone, whatever. Um, buy it on Steam if you prefer to do that. Buy it on the Epic Store if you prefer to do that. Like that was, we we I don't know if we've really come to grips with just how radical that is for a console manufacturer that has like you know that console war history to say, eh, play this stuff wherever you want. Hey, Halo Infinite's coming to everything, so enjoy it. If you get Game Pass, it'll be cheaper for you. But if you want to buy it, fine. It's over there on Steam. Oh, you only like Epic? No problem. It's over there. If we could put it on PlayStation, we would. And if uh, if Nintendo <laughs> let us put game, uh, xCloud on there, we would. And they've said as much. So yeah. I'm not saying that that's the right or wrong thing. I just think it signals a change that's a lot more aligned with what you're saying. I don't think you're talking yeah. out of your butt. I think you're right. And we could be a long ways out because I would have made that same prediction about Nintendo. Like, oh, I bet we get to a place where they're just the game maker. I've made that prediction for a long time. I was making it before the the Wii and then the Wii came out and was incredibly successful. And I went, oh, I guess that's not going to happen anytime soon. But in the GameCube days, that would have been easily my prediction was that Nintendo would eventually just be a game maker. Yeah, I'd hoped they would uh, because that's all I really care about. I don't care about, you know, I would love, like, imagine, imagine a news item like, uh, Wind Waker's coming to PC. <laughs> I would shit myself. I'd be so excited <laughs> to play that on a, a superior platform and play it in 4K and play it with all the bells and whistles and, you know, all of that. Uh, or any, or these other two new consoles, like, they just so outpower by orders of magnitude what the Switch is capable of. Like, just... I don't know, man. It's never going to happen. And part of me likes that they, that it isn't because it's a weird anomaly. They're like strange and have this crazy history and goes all the way back to Donkey Kong and the arcades. And, you know, before that, car- weird card games they used to sell. Like there's something about Nintendo that is just legendary. But at the same time, I enjoy a lot of weird Sega shit now that's on everything. So, yeah, just saying. Uh, I'm, I'm very underwhelmed with the Switch overall. I got great games on it and there's a lot of positives but this the shop doesn't work quick base is very low the shop the shop is metroid dread definitely was under graphically underwhelming in certain respects on Mm. big screens and stuff like that it's Mm. it's it's like i'm glad to have gotten it because i wanted to play the games on it but it's a disappointing console playstation is just unexciting i'm sorry if you're happy for an exclusive that's fine but it's otherwise an unexciting brand if it's always been to me it's like a well exclusives are what sell playstation games the exclusives are their strength right yeah so yeah i guess so like i mean you know it's about the games not about the console but just overall like when i think about why consoles are fun is because they're like big electronic toys. And if anything, all of the consoles have moved away from being a toy and look like, you know, a blender or, or kind of vanilla, pretty generic. Like even my Xbox Series S is, you know, it's a white, looks like a giant bar of soap with square <laughs> edges. Like it's, there's <laughs> nothing exciting about the product uh, or even just logging in, you know, with, you know, as the years have gone on, the bells and whistles relating to all that stuff, the kiddiness of the console, as opposed to the adultness. Like, I think that's because they're catering to an older market, so they're trying to emulate the PC yeah. being more more of an impersonal, less kiddie environment that they're doing that. But, like, a lot of the magic's gone from using it all, like I've found over the years, too. So, like, really, consoles just, is there an exclusive? I guess, like, PlayStation to me is the Final Fantasy remake machine. 
for the like that's all I that's the only game I played on PlayStation 4. Yeah. And I'm actually shocked that I have two consoles because I give I care less about con- like I feel like they're the kids version of what the you as an adult you should be playing on PC. Not that you should, but they're very unexciting for what they are, at least even as a kid's toy. But that's just my perspective. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. Send your emails to Bo. I really like my console. Yeah. <laughs> I like them. When, <laughs> I like them when they were toy-like. I like them when they're more adult-like. I like uh, I like sitting on my ass in front of a TV and playing a thing. And I like when they're capable yeah. and they have power under the hood. And I like that that world. But I played ESO for two hours today on my PC, and you know. I don't know. We're I guess we're living in a in a time where you can make all these choices. The other thing, the credit I want to give to the Switch is the Switch is a really awesome indie game machine. Um, if if the store wasn't so shitty, it'd be almost perfect because all the best indie games are on there, and you can get them all really quick and easy, and they're not overpriced like most Nintendo uh, originals. And um, tons of sales and weird little things you can find. I love that kind of stuff. So somebody who bounces around with a lot of experiences like that. Um, you know, that thing that thing, things worked out pretty well for me, but it's also where else you're going to get your Mario's and your Zelda's and your, your Metroid's and your whatever. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's, they may be amazing, but they're on this thing that only they'll ever sell. And I don't know if that lasts forever or if we're ever going to see a future where that's not true. I don't know. Well, Rusty Nails brings up an interesting point. They said, uh, I just think it's odd how people will argue about Sony exclusivity all day, but as soon as Nintendo is drawn into the conversation, they accept it without question. Just an odd observation. I think there's an element of truth to that because we are sitting here going, right? Like, oh, hey, look, Sony's going to put stuff on PC. That's rad. That's cool. And then we talk about Nintendo and it's not even a possibility. We're just like, well, you know, Nintendo's never They're never, never going to do it in our minds. <laughs> right. They'll never they'll never be they'll no. never be that way. Um, but I I don't think that that's necessarily a difference on wanting it. I think everybody would oh, want Nintendo yeah, to put it. their stuff in other places. Yeah. I think they've just drawn a much stronger line in the sand than Sony has. Like Nintendo has said absolutely not mm. under any circumstances. And Sony has gone, yeah, a few years later, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Omega 9 in the chat is right. Nintendo has earned this. They have. They've earned for all their weaknesses and all the problems of the new store and you know issues in the past, and Wii U being a pretty abject failure and the Wii being a, a mix of very successful, but then not really, you know, it was a kind of hot air. Uh, it spent its, you know, it spent its goodwill early. I think that console did. Um, you could say all these all these criticisms, but at the end of the day, some of the most influential, groundbreaking, industry changing things in gameplay, mechanics, characterization, um, franchise, mascots, that stuff, that's all happening under Nintendo's watch in a way that no one else has matched. Never not quite. You can you, you can love Master Chief, but he ain't no Mario. You can love Kratos, but he ain't no Mario. Mario's been around since what 40 years now and uh it's bigger than Mickey Mouse like it's the most recognizable character in the history of the world you know who's who's bigger Jesus maybe <laughs> Super Mario I don't Mar- know they always do those news stories about like we showed kids Jesus and this person and more people <laughs> recognize this person <laughs> but maybe that's propaganda I don't know but those I always see those news stories I love that meme where uh they play like it's a picture of Jesus, but it's um, it's Obi Wan Kenobi from the prequels, just the longer hair. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think that is so funny, and like, and and they do it to troll people to see if they 
will notice, but you'll see like a Facebook post where it'll say, um, all my devotion, love and, and this and that to, you know, whatever. It's like very churchy, but it's a, but I know it's a picture of what's his name from, you know, the third one, Kenobi, yeah, Ewan, Ewan, Kenobi McGregor. Ewan McGregor. And I'm like, who believes somebody somewhere sees this and thinks, Oh, what a lovely photo of Jesus. This is <laughs> I mean, maybe, uh, I think that is so maybe. funny. I don't know why I Obi-Wan think that's funny. Kenobi is a paragon we should all endeavor to he, emulate and base our he's life space, He is space Jesus. Yeah, I mean, kind of, right? Uh, in lots of I ways. I do think in the framing, this is way off topic, but I do think in the framing of the movies taken as a whole now, I think Obi-Wan Kenobi is clearly the most heroic, best character in all of Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I found yeah. it. Yeah. I'm going to share it with you guys. This is a painting version of it, but... Um, <laughs> That's so good. Hold on. That's so good. All right. Uh, put it in Discord. <laughs> I can already see it. the preview on yeah. in the stream. It's really yeah. great. And, and that some, you know, somebody's gone overboard here, making it look painterly and putting him in the the right kind of robe or whatever. But yeah. But I've seen this like where it's like uh, you know my soul is saved by the one the only you know all this kind of jesus talk and i'm like <laughs> i mean you can give it to to grandma and tell her here's a picture of jesus for your house and if they hadn't seen star wars they would probably believe oh, they probably nice would jesus. yeah i don't know i find that photo kind of comforting i mean it's like not like you can compare it. you never we never actually met the guy so it's not like we'd be like that's not what jesus looks like like we have no idea yeah we just don't know there's a bunch of these too where he's just in a robe and he's got the hood on and it's just he just looks like I, I want to put- like the idea of a bunch of old religious people with you and McGregor <laughs> on their wall. I think it'd be really fun. Uh, I hope there, there's probably some stories about that and I just don't know. Them. All right. Uh, boy, howdy. Those switch N 64 games look real bad. You guys seen these? And apparently no, run just as I, bad. I've seen the headlines. They look no, really bad. My, res- my response was obvious. Well, part I mean, of me is they, like they thanks. can barely run a store on that machine. I, I'm not. I'm not shocked. Well, I they're. I mean, I, I am because there's plenty of games that look just fine, like great. In fact, some games look really good on the on the platform. Um, well, it's not a question of can the hardware. It's a question of the the effort, like the yes. the laziness. Like it's a quite like your store looks like that, and you sleep at night, okay, yeah. and you're making money, and you're not embarrassed. Yeah. So. They put out more embarrassing material, and I'm not surprised. It's really embarrassing. And they charge extra for it. Yeah, why would surprised. you spend, like, the frame rates are shit. Um, we got to stop defending Nintendo. Like I, I, <laughs> like, I think that they are riding on goodwill, and they are, look at that. That's awful. Yeah, it's really bad. And it's like you can't complain launch day bugs. <laughs> the game's been around for a while. Yeah, you clearly played, did you play them on your own machines before you launched the service? Yeah. Like they're just hanging out. Yeah. They're they're playing World of Warcraft and like, oh yeah, we'll get that done. We'll get that done, and the, they half-ass it the day before turn-in or something like that. Like I, I yeah, there's I, a lot of there's yeah. a lot of hanging video and a lot of like, you know, the input lag ones are also really bad. Where someone's filming their their finger on the joystick and they're pushing it and then a second goes by and you see the reaction on the screen. Yeah. Like it's been really ugly. And I saw, I, I don't remember the website and especially if it's not true, I don't want to credit them, but I saw somebody say that Doug Bowser said they were canceling their plans to put the N64 content out 
and that they they were going to reevaluate, but then obviously it ended up coming out anyway. So I have my doubts as to whether or not that article was actually true. Yeah. No. But seeing so stuff like that part. makes me think that you know, did they know? I don't know, but it's it's shockingly bad. Some of the stuff that's coming out of that. Yeah, bums me Maybe out. Maybe they're having internal problems that we just don't know about because they wouldn't make that stuff public to release stuff like this and be okay with it is it's pretty i mean if they continue on this way like yeah Yeah. i mean they they, they've they've had their slip-ups before and it's been nothing but shine and roses since 2017 on this console it's done really well it outsold everything for a really long time and continues to sell really well so it's it's an abject success in every way but it's it's not like that's free. You gotta keep earning that. You know, I don't know. No, it's just it's just a goodwill aspect. Like I log into Xbox, everything runs fine. Like the controller works, menus work. It, it, it's part of the product that it's not just a it's not just equipment they're selling you. They're selling you an environment. Yeah. And the Nintendo environment sucks. And and this to me, this would pro- there's probably not their A team working on emulation stuff. Yeah. But it's not their B team either. It's Z, Z team. Like, <laughs> well, and you also can't make the claim that they're not charging for this. Like, it's exactly. one thing if they go, "Hey, here's the thing that we're we're just you know putting out an additional benefit." It's another thing if it's like, "No, you're paying for this," and potentially if you're excited enough about it, they're also selling you a N64 controller adapter so you can play it on a real N64 controller, which they also want money for. Like I, I do. I think it's, I think it's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. I'd argue it'd be embarrassing even if it was free. Like because I could buy an emulator and go put some ROMs on and get a proper experience of your own game. Like, yeah, they're like, not helping that it, case, it, are they? This yeah. is your brand. This is your reputation, mm-hmm. and this is you trashing it. Yeah, I think they, uh, they need to, they need to get their heads around that. The thing is, I've heard this kind of criticism of, for them for years and years and years, and somehow they just end up persevering on the strength of their IPs and stuff, and they probably will here too, but they're in a weird place right now. I think it's because Nintendo tends to do okay in the places that it really matters. You know, like they put out a Mario game. That Mario game's a good Mario game. They just put out a Metroid game. That Metroid game is a good Metroid game. Like, they they put out things that are going to get your eyeballs on it, whether you know whether you're really bought in or not, because somebody says new Zelda and you're going to pay attention. Yeah. And the things that they put out that are new and exciting tend to be good, and they tend to be solid. All the stuff around it <laughs> is not always yeah. getting that same level of polish. And while it will agitate and upset people. It's not the stuff that becomes quote unquote deal breakers, you right. know, because at the end of the day, we're going to go, oh, it looks washed out. I can't believe they would charge for this. This is garbage. And then they go, hey, Breath of the Wild, too. And you go, oh, well, here's my money. <laughs> well, here's the cash that you would like for that game that yeah. I'll complain about until I play it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's a they're they're a weird they're a weird company, but they have more best games of all time type games in their library than anybody <laughs> like straight yeah. up. There's nobody but, like you know, them. They, if they, if they lose, they lose. We have to call them out on it. I, that's my feeling on it. Even if they're the best, like it just means they're p- focusing, I guess a lot of attention in certain columns, but yeah, there's a lot of options out here. I, I just, it's not, it's not, we're not in 1990s Nintendo where it's like, you know, there's a, there's, a new game every 
three seconds. <laughs> like, like as much as they release great games, I don't. Nobody needs to play them. And I just yeah. feel like it's it's like forgiving their absolute um, low standards on some areas is not just doesn't, it just doesn't excuse it in my mind. It upsets me. It makes me feel like it doesn't make me feel good. Yeah, and, uh, I don't. Yeah, it makes you want to uh, punch a duck. Is what you want to do? Well, I'm not punch a duck, but it just makes me want to talk shit about their company. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, what are you doing? This sucks. Yeah, come on, Nintendo. You know better than this. Um. All right. Well, there's that. Uh, what else? Oh, geez. The Wu-Tang RPG. Why are we excited about this? I mean, I kind of... Well, I guess it was me that's excited, but I grew up with Wu-Tang. I love Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. And the idea that there's going to be a role-playing game is amazing. (laughs) I have no idea. I didn't even read the article. I literally just read the headline and went, yes. Uh, Because a lot of their, a lot of their music, like, yes, if you don't know, Wu-Tang Clan is a rap group, like nine people, you know, a bunch of them, but most known with most known for sampling um, uh, Chinese Kung Fu movies as part of their music, like that sort of motif of, of Kung Fu and spiritual of, of Eastern spirituality plays a heavy role in their music. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so, and even to this, you know, day and age, the RZA, who's the main music guy behind everything is producing soundtracks. Like he did kill bill uh, as one. I know he's done a couple others that I don't, can't think of them. Oh, the Afro Samurai. He was behind that. They're, they're behind a lot of creative projects, either involved in Kung Fu films and th- creative endeavors of that nature. So they still stay uh, in that realm. And the idea that, I mean, I hope it isn't just a Kung Fu RPG because I'm thinking Jade Empire and I'm like, oh, can we get a rapper version of Jade Empire? Yes, please. But I also hope a lot of the music features. I'm a big fan of the music. This is just perfect. Like, this is one of those unlikely things where you're like, role-playing game? Wu-Tang Clan? You're like, you know, the 50 Cent video games I was never excited for. Like, yeah, 50 Cent, yeah. But, like, Wu-Tang Clan? Like, the the poetry that's involved is a lot more interesting than, say, your typical uh, gangsta life sort of business. It it, it has the potential to be very deeply spiritual, deeply family-oriented, but also very, you know, hard look at life on the streets like i just have no idea what to imagine but uh, their music videos often feature kung fu fights and things of that nature depending on I, the, do you know the developer behind it because i didn't i guess i didn't read the article i just went wu-tang clan hell yeah they were just formed um, in 2017 so they're brand new okay yeah all right so it could it could be anything but this anyways yeah if you didn't know now you know and uh wu-tang clan ain't nothing to f with you know it's interesting um let's see where is it here there's that TV show. I haven't seen it. 10 episodes, the Wu-Tang American saga. He did the music for it. I, what yeah, is that? Riz has done a ton of stuff. And just like, like the rap, like their raps are really good and deep. And, and it just like, all of them are very talented, but Riz is, there's a Wu-Tang clan television show as well. Where that's yeah, that's the one. That's the one I'm talking about. He did the music. For yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what's that yeah, about? Yeah. Is that a reality show? Is it like a drama? It's, it's a, it's a biopic of their formation. So there's oh, like okay. nine of them and they all are like, I think there's probably more than nine. I can't remember. You know, I could list them all. You know, you got Old Dirty Bastards, probably the one you know the best. He had a career, including that song with Mariah Carey. You probably heard him on the radio a lot. Mm-hmm. And then he passed away from a drug overdose, I believe. But um, he was well-known. Method Man is in all kinds of... Method Man's in The Wire. He's in all kinds of movies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Mef is legendary in his own right. You probably get some Red Man in there. The lesser-known ones, we're going to name them all. Inspected Deck. Uh, you God, uh, Master Killer, 
Ghostface Killer, mm. Raekwon. Look at all the things you know uh, about the these Jizza, guys. Jizza yeah. Genius. Jizza Genius is, I think, Ghostface and Genius are my favorite, too. I like their rapping the best. Oh, Method um, Man was Melvin Cheese Wagstaff. I I just watched that again, and I forgot who he was in there. Now I remember. He's Melvin. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and uh, am I forgetting anybody? Inspector Deck, you God, Ghostface Killer. Well, make sure you mention them all, or else we're going to get emails. It's Jizza, G-Z-A, genius, the Jizza genius. He's the best. Check out um, Liquid Swords, the first track, Liquid Swords, classic. Well, He also has uh, one that he did with the DJ from Cypress Hill, I think, called uh, Chess Theme, called mm -hmm. Grandmasters. Yeah, Uh, Definitely check that one out. I like Jizza. Yeah, he's G-Z-A. He's a cool dude. Anyways, uh, Wu-Tang RPG. All right, I'm, now I'm stoked. You'll hear more about it as we get closer. I'm sure. We're gonna do a bozone layer on Coke real quick here. I gotta play the thing. <laughs> All right, Bo, tell us so, why this is up here. What are we doing? All right, so the, very tangentially related to gaming because it involves caffeine. But I learned a shocking thing about caffeine this week that I've been telling everyone because it's gross. Um, so apparently since, I don't know, like I'm going to get a lot of the actual facts wrong because I'm paraphrasing, uh, what I heard about this, but that, um, your caffeinated colas are not made with caffeine sourced from Coke or caffeine, coca beans, whatever it is, caffeinated beans, it's coca beans, right? Yeah, they the call them. Coffee beans. Um, yeah. it's made since like somewhere in the forties to sixties or something. It's by Coca-Cola actually contracted Monsanto, everyone's favorite pesticide chemical company to create synthetic caffeine. You're like, well, who cares? Made in the lab. No big deal. Uh, well, you know, well, the primary in- component of making this caffeine is urea. And urea, uh, where do you find urea? Any guesses? In your pee. It's pee. It's pee. Your caffeine and your colas and your Mountain Dews and Dr. Peppers <laughs> is actually pee. I mean, they don't they don't go to homeless people and collect their pee to drink it. It's synthesized pee, but it is the same stuff as pee. And I find it gross. Like I have pretty bad habits, but I sort of drew. I think I like to think I draw a line at drinking pee and poo as part of the bad eating habits. And to find out that. Um, urea, a synthetic caffeine is sourced from the primary component of synthesized urea is quite disgusting. And then also, um, that these chemical compounds don't come from natural sources formed into urea, but it's actually fuel from the ground. So you're also kind of drinking motor oil synthesized into urea, synthesized into synthetic caffeine. And I just want to say I'm out. And I think probably you should be too. I'm done done drinking synthesized caffeine. And it's not listed on the labels. They only have to call it caffeine on your Coke labels, including in Canada. Um, I'm just grossed out. I haven't had, since I learned this on Tuesday, I haven't had a sip of caffeine. I just, I can't do it. I'm already trying to get off the sugar. I just look at the can now and I see motor oil and piss. And I'm like, (laughs) you know what? I'm out. And yeah. we were talking pre-show because John was like, didn't like the GIF I posted when I posted this on on Twitter or whatever. But mm-hmm. it, I, I'm like, I'm on Team Ronaldo. So it, you guys didn't know about it, but I think a lot of people might be aware that the soccer player was snubbed Coke by taking the Coke bottles at a press conference and moving them greatly out of the way, which resulted in a huge drop in Coke stock prices because he's an international star. Um, 
And I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of being the sucker for, like, there's a line. I will eat some junk, but I'm like, it's pee. It's pee. I, I, I just, I'm like, I'm drink. They're, they're putting pee in there and they're like, people won't mind. And you well, know it's what? Not, we don't. It's and not exactly pee. Like you're it's a, urea. urea. It's the same chemical. It's the same stuff as in pee. It's carbamide. It's, it's synthesized. It's not from pee. No, but it's also it's carbamide. It's an organic compound. Uh, it's let's see this urea. Urea and ma- let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, it serves a role in metabolism of nitrogen containing compounds by animals and is the main nitrogen containing substance. In the urine of it's animals. Not, so this information, like it's this information's in the book Citizen Coke. I had a hard time finding sources of this on the internet. And it was from a podcast I heard, someone who was doing a histor- history of Coke. Yeah. Called Citizen Coke. Look, uh, uh, you have to read in the book. This is not, this is like, you know, because these are guarded recipes and things of this, especially Monsanto. Like these are, this is intellectual property, how things get made. I don't know that this is commonly sourced information that you're going to, determine whether it's true or not from a google search mm. um but the wikipedia page does mention uh, a different i can look that up um on the caffeine it does if you look at wikipedia on the wikipedia it does mention under the synthetic section which again i don't know my chemistry very well uh, but it looked like a word like urea just a longer more official word a dime dimethylia is a urea derivative and used as an intermediate in organic synthesis. It, it is colorless, crystalline powder, little toxicity. So all that it mentions in the Wikipedia is that caffeine may be synthesized in the lab, starting with dimethylia and malonic acid. What up, you know? Yeah. So, but anyways. Well, I guess what I'm saying is nobody's peeing in anything. It's all, these are, they're, this is synthetic. They're just making it up, right? May not I'm be, not drinking pee. It might <laughs> But it would be like robot pee. Like, it's not real pee. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't come out I mean, of anyone's I get penis. it. I smoke. I, I get rationalizations for doing the things that we still enjoy doing and don't want to change. But I just want to say, <laughs> I have a threshold. That's the threshold. I don't I'm even out. like caffeine. I'm not even a caffeine fan. I wish there oh, were more I'm caffeine I'm still going to drink drinks. coffee. Like, I don't, I'm not out on caffeine. It's synthetic caffeine. Mm. I mean, I'm sure there's pesticides and stuff uh, of that nature, but... I don't know. You could decide for yourselves. There's a book. uh, I think uh, there's a gentleman who's out there who I heard it from. This is Bartow. What's his name? Bartow Elmore, historian who's doing, who wrote that book, who's doing research on Coke and the history of Coke and its relationship with various things, including Monsanto. Probably by now it's being made in China or or something, but this, I don't know. I just, I don't. I'm trying to be more mindful of what I eat, including diminishing processed well, foods. I'm that's working on do. quitting smoking, and I definitely don't want to be drinking pee. I, I blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, so they're just going to put that in a drink and sell it to people and just be like, it's cool, like, and they'll drink it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not cool with it. So, so I'm if out. you let me ask you this. I'm going to try to be out. I mean, I am an addict. Coke, I might go be reaching for my Coke hit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm Yeah. What if you the so what I'm finding here is a lot of coffees are also using the same synthetic stuff. How do you how do you even know like if yours doesn't have it or has it? Because since they don't have to say on the label, you have to. Rely I just don't on. want it in my body. That's all. So you're gonna go no caffeine on the coffee as well? Oh no, I'm gonna drink coffee, but I'm not. I don't want urea. But that's what I'm saying. The urea stuff like, is being I used. I don't in, want food sourced from oil. Yeah, that's but this what I'm oil. saying is this urea stuff you're talking about is being used yeah. in a ton of coffees, especially instant. 
And that any, could be. Yeah. I've only just learned this. I'm not, uh, you know, I haven't achieved maximum purity <laughs> at this time. But <laughs> this is just, it was mind-blowing news, and I found it quite shocking. And uh, I see a lot of people in the chat room are defending it. And that, hey, knock yourselves out. I'm not drinking Sidian, <laughs> which is a very Sidian thing to say. This is incredibly stupid and you should move on. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. All the drug addicts are like, how dare you talk badly about my soft drink? You're an idiot. I'm just like, it's urea. I don't know. Sounds bad to me. Okay. I don't often agree with Sidian. Yeah. But today. Uh, Take this moment to agree with Sidian. Okay. So that was the big test before. I'll happily be wrong and accept. uh, No, hold on. The whole thing earlier was we were going to hear. I think it's gross. We were going to hear about the urea and then we were going to see if this changed John's opinion. That was going to be the whole test today so john are you going to stop drinking caffeinated i didn't expect drinks? to change any addict's opinion on these things <laughs> you're looking at him down well wait that's seven up what the hell was that you just put in your mouth i don't know it's, it's mountain, mountain dew. dew oh mountain dew yeah. okay it's right. literally they're not even trying to hide the color if what both is, is true so <laughs> it's i'm still like, urea. who cares uh, right. Guess what? I one of the first things this always stuck with me. I think it was in like third or fourth grade. They gave us um, worksheets in school that was basically, um, and I don't, I don't know if it's true, but this is what we were given in elementary school. We were basically given what was supposedly the um, the uh, the FDA's acceptable amount of bug parts that could be in individual pieces of food. Yeah. Like, you're allowed to have X number of whatever bug in ketchup. You're allowed to have, you know, like, and just a list of this. And to this day, I still think of that list, and I'm like, probably shouldn't have given that to a bunch of little kids. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. We probably eat a lot of weird stuff. Like, okay, I I don't have... I don't have time. I don't I don't have time to worry about it. Yeah. Like if it's marching me to an early grave, okay. You know what? Sounds like a long rest that we're all going to inevitably take anyway, <laughs> so I'm not going to worry about it. If it's uh you know, it it's just going to be what it's going to be. That's yeah. fine. No, I understand. I I'm uh I am torn cuz I already just think soft drinks are just bad for us anyway, regardless of any of it. Yeah. And so it is, uh, it know. is, it is pissed to begin with. Like it clearly <laughs> when I was drinking it, I knew that. Yeah. But when I found out it was actual piss, I'm like, Oh, wait a second. I need to stop. There's just way <laughs> it's it, gross. Yeah. If it's, like, gross I don't know, it's mind blowing to me. I'm grossed out, man. Like uh, it's always been the thing that has bugged me most in movies. Like it's my, it's one of the tropes that I hate the most is whenever this happens in a movie and it's in a bunch of movies where someone they're always in some foreign country because we're always going to be a little bit awkward like that with our American movies. They're always in some place and they're like, mm, Oh my gosh, this is, this is delicious. This is so good. What is it? And then someone always goes bull penis or monkey brains or insect heads, or they name something that doesn't match up with our American standards on what we think you should be eating. And then all of a sudden, even though they've just been gushing about how good it is, they go, and they spit it out all over the place. It's like, it didn't change anything about what you were just going through. Whatever it is, has already lost whatever part it needed to lose. You're already eating it. You already thought it was good. Short of it being people, I, I, or like a dog, you know, like, I just don't get the reaction that comes through in those movies. I just don't understand. I like it. the idea that has to be a dog, you know, to be, <laughs> to be offensive as, <laughs> as a thing to eat. I mean, I ate dog tongue. I had that trope happen in real time. I was in Korea or Korea. I was in China and I was at a dinner 
and they said, here are your beef strips. And I went, well, they're weirdly uniform and they all look the same. What's going on with that? All right, well, whatever. I'll eat beef strips because I didn't want to eat this other weird chicken feet thing they had and all this other weird shit. So I ate these beef strips and then the lady next to me, I'm like, what's so funny? You just ate a dog tongue, she says. I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, you ate dog tongue. (laughs) And I was then torn because they were actually pretty good. Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to eat no dog tongue, right? So, so I stopped eating. You don't know how many how many buttholes that things licked. You know when they're trying to tell <laughs> they're trying to like identify other dogs, right? Like where's that dog tongue been? Well, they raised him in you know some kind. Of, I, I assume that happened because they raised him in a farm like we do chickens, uh, just a ton Man. of dogs. And uh, yeah, then there was the whole thing about how you never eat brown dogs in China. You only eat the black dogs. Uh, their fur has to be black. And I said, well, why is that? She goes, we don't know. It just tastes better. And true, true enough. I well, all my time in China, I never saw a single black dog walking around free. I only saw brown dog walking around free. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Really weird fact. It's really weird. I don't know how to feel about that. Honestly, I'm walking out of this experience a little I mean, unsure. Yeah. It's like I mean, you know, different species. It just it might be just a yeah. Well, those taste better. Dairy. I never really compared cow flavors before. Me neither. Because uh, there's the milk cows, right? Like, I don't know if that's just some traditional thing that we just believe, or do we actually slaughter brown cows, but not the the black and white variants that are used for milk? Like, that's my preschool understanding of cows. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's people that swear there's differences in taste between brown eggs and white eggs. M&Ms, if you go to, like, the M&M website, yeah. they actually have under frequently asked questions there that, no, we assure you there is not a different taste to the uh, colors of the M&Ms, although Though I will say I used to, as a just little dumb kill time at work, I used to show people that I could guess the flavor or the color of the M&M based on taste alone. And I was right most of the time. Really? Yeah. That's in- that's I a- think it's because the lighter colors taste slightly different than the darker colors because of, I'm guessing, possibly something to do with the dye. Yeah. But I can taste two distinct, at least two distinct differences with M&Ms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, um, like milk in general, I stopped drinking milk a few years ago, not for any medical reason, but because it hit me one day that it's the teat of a cow and we are drinking out of the thing that's, we would never do this to a dog or we do it to goats occasionally, but no one's. Hey, don't, no, you, don't, you don't catch a seagull and be like, "Give me your milk." Yeah, give me your milk. <laughs> it's weird that we do it, and maybe I know they don't have udders. Avians probably can't do that, but no. I don't know. You don't catch a fox and or a raccoon. I mean, we all got upset raccoon. because Luke Skywalker was doing it in that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, he was drinking that green milk from that thing. But that's, that's a survival awesome, thing. Though. That's survival. He had to do yeah. it. What else is he gonna yeah. do? Eat dirt. I mean, I milk is all right. Like, it, you know, it's not, it's just, there's a, to me, there's a line at pee. Like, it's just <laughs> like, eat a tongue, eat an eyeball, eat brains, eat intestines. I mean, yes, shit passes through intestines, but if you like intestines in your Vietnamese soup, that's where I saw intestine, then bless you. But like, I just don't want to actually drink a actual, it's just too close. It's too touches, you know, it's touching. Yeah, but pee close. technically it's, is. It grosses uh, me out. And also that it comes from like, uh, it's. Oil and Monsanto also. I'm just like, oh, like I don't. I'm no love for that company either. Like, just get me away. Well, That's they, Coke. I don't know what Pepsi does, but no, they all ugh. do the same shit. And it's I'm, 
I, you can just not drink it, and then I just don't have to ever give the money or yeah. be involved. It's it's like I don't know if there's been a shift, but like with this Blizzard stuff, I'm just like you 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 start thinking about what's going on at one company, you start thinking about what's going on in all of them, and I'm like, why do I give them money and care and support and endorse them when it's despicable what I hear? And I'm like, that just seems gross to me. It just seems way too gross. Well, and let me knows? ask I'm you like, this. Stop eating other food. Let me ask you this. We sit you down on a table, and I come up, and I have uh, in my hands, I have two options. I have a a uh, a, a little glass of pee. It's got some ice in it. To you know, it's cool. It's a nice, refreshing uh, presentation of pee. A glass of cool, fresh pee. Yeah, we got so some cool, ice. fresh pee. It's you just pissed it. Yeah, but you pissed it into ice, so yeah. it's cool. But it's cool. Well, okay. no, it's been stored or whatever. But it's it's pee from oh, a really okay. clean it's individual. It's somebody. It's, it's from the healthiest person you know. Uh, there's no issues. It's it's their really fresh, sterile pee. Boom! It's there from it is. the guy who pushed the the coke aside. Yeah, that, that guy. guy. That's the guy. He the peed. soccer yeah, guy. He peed. Yeah, yeah. the, ho- the so soccer Ronaldo guy. So Ronaldo peed. peed, and then you stored it in pure. You know, well, you couldn't chill it, it, right? You just stored it. Yeah, you just store it. it. You chill it. I mean, pee technically okay. is is sterile, but not in. There's complicated things in that. Anyway. Oh, well, then I should be drinking it. Yeah, you should be hell? drinking it. So you put the pee down there. Okay, there's your option number one. The other thing is a plate where I put a freshly cooked. <laughs> Uh, pig's anus. No, pig's colon, where just a day ago that pig took a big shit from that same colon, but today it's a yeah. cooked colon on a thing. Of the two, which are you going to eat? I, I don't think I want to eat any of them. Like, is there a reason I have to eat one? <laughs> well, this is one of those deals where you have to choose. I mean, if you're saying, like, in order to live, you have to eat one of these things, I think I'd do the pee because I could just pound it back. And you like just go glug, 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 glug. Yeah. like the the thing to eat. I'd have to like bite it, try yeah, not to chew, chew it. it. Take like I couldn't do the whole thing, but the, the, I can I can quaff I can quaff pee like a pro if I have to. Okay. Plus part That's the now quotable. part of it is you know that you've done you've been doing that for years for decades you've been doing that with pee you just didn't know it because of all the caffeinated drinks you're getting right so in part of like you could maybe say, I'm conditioned to drink pee maybe I taste it and go man that's lovely like, yeah. Some lovely urea tang to that pee. If you were dying and you were in the desert and your only way to survive was drinking your own pee for a little while, which people do, would you do that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm not, it's like, it's not like I'm not getting precious about it. Like, you know, if I have to, I think the, the gross thing is, sorry, I guess to really focus on the issues, the gross thing isn't that it's like pee or that it's motor oil or any other, you know, like a lot of stuff has chemicals in it. You know, uh, it, it's that, it's that, you know, I've been drinking this now for 42 years. It's like this mystery <laughs> substance that some company, chemical company put together. And I'm like, maybe like, I drink it too much. It's like, maybe I should stop drinking this clearly garbage, garbage substance that I just don't, I don't need to have it. I just don't need to have it. You know, like, yeah. and, and I'm looking at that with a lot of things. I'm trying to quit smoking. I'm trying to quit the sugar. You don't need to have that much sugar. You don't need to like I'm I'm really in the past year or so been trying to identify, learn, and make choices that are just better and morally better in alignment with my values. And and like to feel like a pet project for like most people are gonna be cool with it. You know what? That's great. You go ahead and do it. I'm just I've had enough. And like when I heard that this week, it wasn't just, oh, I learned a cool new fact. Like my mind was blown. Like I'm literally just like in shock about um I'm like, it was better when I didn't pay attention to what was in it. I was definitely happier. Yeah. But 
and I hear it now, and it's like, well, you hear that sexual harassment's happening at Blizzard. Well, I can just be like, whatever, man, it's a workplace. Like, just deal with it, right? Because, like, no, let's do the right thing. Yeah. And I well, now I'm like, well, I hear that my my soda drinks are a little bit of a lab science project that some people are getting filthy rich off while poor old me who doesn't have any money gets to drink their poison swill. And I'm like, and I, when I frame it that way, and I'm like, this is insane. Like, why would I do this? Like, yeah. And why would anyone do this framed that way? And it's just hard. It's hard for me to unsee what I'm seeing. And maybe I shouldn't tell anyone about this. Maybe I should just keep it to myself. No, it's one of the fun things no. about this show. We can all just, you know, I mean, it was mind blowing. And, and like Coke, caffeine and Coke for me go hand, gaming and caffeine go hand in hand, like stay up late, pound back the Pepsi, pound back the coffees, get amped, get psyched. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I just, I was really excited to talk about it, but I didn't, I didn't expect such a pushback as I got in chat room. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but, they really do. Uh, and clearly I'm not explaining it right. This is third hand information, but like the key thing is like there is urea in it and I find it gross. And, yeah. to, uh, to quote Kyle Ferguson. This was important. I'm glad we took the time. <laughs> perfect. I mean, I feel it's important. Maybe perfect. you don't, but no, no, no. I, <laughs> think, I think that's a perfect. bit dismissive. If you, I, if you I'm glad feel. that we did because it's good show content mainly, but also, you know, it's, it's. I think it's fine to have these realizations and then share them. There's nothing wrong with that. And let people make I mean, their decisions. I don't know. I come on the show to in part be myself, and these are the things that are yeah. important to me. I so. would rather you be yourself and not. So hmm. keep keep bringing the urea. I say. John will keep drinking it. You keep bringing it. Um, I might as well. Uh, well, now that you've framed it that way. Yeah, now that I framed it that way. <laughs> Hold on. Drinking both. Mm. Take it all back. All right. Well, on that note, let's do a Dear Martha uh, review from Steam. Yeah, that's right. Steam. Uh, Steam has these reviews. John prepares one. This is for Madden 22. Uh, John Madden NFL 22, which I think is the... <laughs> isn't this the first return of, of Madden to PCs in like 20 years or something? crazy i don't i don't know i think that's i think that's right i think ea has held back on that for a long time same with fifa um their hockey game still isn't on pc i wish it was but anyway uh this is a steam review done in the chat says no well anyway uh it was recent here's uh that so enjoy my dearest martha today i present to you a review of madden nfl 2022 martha This game is the football equivalent of scratching a mosquito bite. If you really need a football game, this will scratch the itch. But it's not a satisfying scratch. It's the kind of scratch that leaves you wanting more. And the more you scratch it, the more annoyed you get. I bought it since I simply had no other option for a football game. And I will keep it because even though the itch is now an open, bleeding wound, I still feel compelled to scratch it. But I can't in good faith recommend anyone else do the same. Yours in this life <laughs> and the next, Jadish. Was it a th- thumbs down from this dude? Or? Yes, it was 100% a not recommend. Weird. Okay, so he's he's like, I don't, you shouldn't drink Yuria, but he's still drinking it. That's what's happening there. That's what that guy's doing. The equivalent of yeah, that, playing he's Madden. He's like, uh, look, I know. Yeah, and I'm gonna keep doing it. He's gonna keep doing it anyway. All right. Where well, else are you gonna get it? You got to get it somewhere. I haven't played a good football game in a long time, and I don't know if those are good now. But uh, maybe this year I'll fire one up. I don't know. We'll see. I like football. Uh, real quick correction: it has been the last three years that Madden's been back on PC, but prior to that, it was a huge long period of time where they stopped doing it. So, 
I don't know. I guess apparently EA is now okay making money in more places than just one. So well done, EA. But if it was just on Origin, does it really count as existing? Uh, no. I mean, it wasn't even there for the la- until the last three years. Um, I don't know why they stopped making it for. It was just nothing but main mainline consoles. That was it, and then mobile stuff and you know things they've done in the intervening years. But it's really weird. It may have been yeah, like oh one yeah. That was a long time ago. That was 20 years ago. That's a long time. All right. <laughs> Enough of that. Now this. I will rip through these because uh, some of the stuff I've already been playing. I've been playing a bunch more ESO again. I'm just feeling drawn back in uh, to make that a regular chunk of my gaming time. I talked about Guacamelee 2. Uh, I checked in on Rogue Legacy 2. Uh, not a ton to say because we all kind of know what Rogue Legacy is meant to be like, but that game's gotten real good. They've updated the hell out of that in its early access state, and uh, I think that thing's headed for radness. Like that's it, good to hear because when yeah. you first played it, when I first played it too, um, yeah, I played it and it was like, yeah, this game was really revolutionary when it came out, but the sequel was feeling a little dated is how it felt. I totally agree with you. Yep. I felt the same exact way. And what I'm feeling now is they have put a ton of work into this. These different classes are really unique. The gunner is really fun. Uh, there's a ninja class. You'll like that. Um, bunch of weird new stuff like that. The biomes are really cool. The difficulty feels more way more balanced than when I first played uh, this in early access. It just feels really close to being done and really tight and really compelling. I I really enjoyed checking back in on that. And I have to thank who was it that told me um who told me it was Brad again. Dang it. I thought I had his no, his his name handy. Anyway, I don't. Oh, Gamer Checks. That's who it was. Uh, so Gamer Checks, if you're listening, thanks again, because it was nice to be reminded. And he said, yeah, they've really come a long way. You should check it out. And I did. And it's real good. Uh, anyway, played that a bunch. Uh, small mention here. I'm saving the big one for last. I played Enlisted. This is a free-to-play World War II shooter, team shooter, that I'd never heard of before. Played it on a total fluke. I uh, was waiting for some friends to come over to watch Dune the day it opened. So this has been last weekend. And I was like, what's this? I'll download it, try it. And I got hooked on Enlisted. That game's weird. It's free to play and has all the shitty menus you can stand in free to play. Like it's the UI is bad. It feels like one of those like, you know, somebody's idea of what they they think good menus are. It's just bad. The game, though is really fun. Like I play that a lot and it has this squad system where you play with squads that you've unlocked. And by that, I mean, they're AI partners to you, but you're playing a multiplayer game where it's a bunch of other humans, but a bunch of players all start as just one of the squad of four people. And they follow you and do your commands and stuff. If you want, you can just let them be and they'll just fight and it's fine. But if you die, you can flip over to one of their body or you can take one of them over like Agent Smith style. And now you're that other infantryman or that other guy or whatever. And you keep going and you keep going. And when all the squad is dead, uh, you get another squad and you have limited numbers of squads. And so does everyone else. So the goal is the game doesn't go on forever or is strictly time-based. Sometimes you can just run out of people, run out of reinforcements because you're all out of squads. It's a, it's an odd thing. It's an odd take on the genre. I've never really seen it before. 
Um, and I ended up really liking it. It's a uh, beautiful, really, really pretty game. Uh, X and S uh, optimized, also on PlayStation 5. I'm sure it looks great on their uh, PC. But the interface between games is shit and really bad and ugly. And it, it just put me off every time I saw it. But the actual gameplay in that game was pretty solid. So if you're looking for just... I miss World War II shooters in a weird way because they... There was a simplicity to them, and I don't just mean because all the weapons were old or whatever, but maybe that's part of it. But it was just like, you're not going to go nuts with like, look at these 1500 attachments and weird Kevlar and, you know, like modern stuff gets just too all up in its military complex kind of ideas. World War II shooters were like, there's your sidearm. There's your rifle. It's got five bullets in that chamber. When it's done, it's going to take a minute to reload it. So don't be stupid and just, you know, run out in the middle of nowhere unless you've reloaded like there's some stra- there's strategy and tactic to that that I miss uh, from like old Call of Duty days and you know Medal of Honor. I used to love those kind of games, and this really scratched that itch. I ended up getting totally hooked on it. Total fluke, had no idea it even existed. By the time I was done, I really enjoyed it. Um, that and Chivalry Two, which weirdly is a lot like it, except it's medieval and it's all axes, bows, and spears and swords. But just running into a, th- a throng of people going, Rah! whether it's in World War II or Chivalry II time, is just a blast. And I played yeah. both those games a ton. I had a really good time. I kind of uh, miss doing that. I should I should pick up one of these because you're right. There's something there's something about those mm-hmm. those types of games. I really I really yeah. enjoy. I don't know what it is either. It's like a I don't know. Like the shooter, I was I was doing good too. Like I, I actually got good at it and it was like, you know, winning matches and, but it felt like it actually got down that thing. That's really hard to, to do where if, let's just say it's area control or like, you know, zone control or something. Most games are like, Oh, hold the area, wait for the timer and then just stay there as long as you can. And then if you die, well, they'll take it back over. And then it's just this back and forth. This felt more like a front of soldiers moving the battle back and and actually succeeding on doing that and then moving to the next checkpoint but it felt meaningful and big and epic and tons of guys in it um but not so much that it feels like you're lost or way out in the middle of nowhere it never felt like that i don't know i just i guess credit where it's due the game itself is great their ui designer i think might be a chimpanzee with a with one eye and a and, a, and he's shitting himself all day it's terrible terrible ui not to call anyone specific. No, but no. Exactly that person. Yeah, that guy. And then when you get in, it's great because you don't have to do some external login crap. I hate that in games that are free to play. I like just use whatever the system I'm using. If it's Steam or whatever, this game just lets you log in with your freaking Game Pass name and you're done. And you just play and it's free. I like it. Uh, oh, Alora, we can't talk about Aliens horrible ui either that's so bad we're not going to talk about that today uh guardians of the galaxy this is the one i wanted to talk about so the guardians game came out and i decided to get it on the series x my buddy brian ibbett got it on his playstation 5 i know some people got it on pc uh this was the one Bo. i remember you famously during e3 said oh no this is the um deus ex team they shouldn't work on this they should work on a new deus ex game do you remember that yeah okay yeah yeah. I have good news. I'm glad it's that team. That game's rad. And it's I've been here seeing good headlines overall. So. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. not going to be the most, you know, it's not 
what's the it doesn't no, it's break. not deus ex let's put that let's put expectation <laughs> aside on that front yeah, here's what it sure. is it's like a weird combination i mean this is square enix but it's idos up in canada is where it got developed so i don't know if there's really a good comparison here but it's a combination of weirdly it feels like uncharted it's hard to explain hmm. part of it is like a lot of the banter is very you know, jokey and, 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 you know, lot, lots of like one-liners and chunk like that. And there's a lot of that. Well, in Uncharted. Can we, can we talk about that for one second? Yeah. Cause I feel like you need to put my mind at ease on that or tell me to, you know, no, uh, avoid. Yeah. I tried watching this game get streamed and I lasted about five minutes. It felt like 10 mm. before I had to step away because I could not take how snarky and how much just like they won't shut up dialogue is in this game. Like it's literally every second it felt like they're like, Hey, we need to get across that bridge. Now rocket has to say something smart ass about the bridge. Then Groot has to say, I am Groot. Then Gamora has to say something sarcastic about Groot talking about the bridge. Then Drax has to say something sarcastic about all of them talking about the bridge. And then finally, Star-Lord has to make his sarcastic comment about how they're all talking about this bridge. And then they get across the bridge, and then they go, well, that wasn't treacherous at all. And then someone has to say something sarcastic about how they crossed the bridge. And then it has to go around the whole horn (laughs) once again, because every character has to say their sarcastic sarcastic quip about now being on the other side and it felt nonstop and I hated it and I couldn't I couldn't stand any more of it because there's just there it felt like there was no like heart to it it felt like there was no relationship to it like it works okay in marvel movies because you're going to cut to other things mm-hmm. or you're going to see other stuff but in a video game, it's very protracted. It's very drawn out. You're going to see, you're not going to get a cut to them going, like, make a joke about the bridge. Okay, and now they're inside and they're, you know, further along and now we're going to do something else. You have to linger on all those moments. And it felt so drawn out and so much. I, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't take it. That game might be amazing in every other way. But there just felt like all I had to do was sit through every level of snark from every character while I was watching. There was a there's a lot of snark. I will say that what you're complaining about isn't is not not that it's not unfounded or anything like you're right. There's a lot of snark and especially I think top loaded. Um, That first mission is basically a giant tutorial and you're learning all your abilities and all your capabilities and what the capabilities of your of your uh, party is because you're always star lord you're never anybody but him but you can control the other teammates when you need them to do certain things so to create that bridge you're talking about i basically just command groot to make a bridge um if i need a bunch of grenades in a fight to do, sort of do an aoe attack i i trigger a rocket to do that and he does it um gamora does an assassination thing drax does like a, a kind of a break a breaker move that just takes away people's armor and stuff like that. Um, and those get, you know, more of that as the game goes on. But when you're learning all of that, it's snark fest USA. I, 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 that stuff lifted after a while and quit being as constant and the relationships began to be more meaningful. Um, in some ways that things like prologue and, and it's not the true story yet or whatever. Um, so I understand, I understand why that first, that first impression, I, I get it. Cause I felt it too. I was like, oh man, these guys are 
snark junior here and that's all they want to do that lets out or lets up i should say and not only does it let up like there is heart there you know it comes in it comes in little bits and pieces they build it slowly over time but that's why it felt to me like uncharted because uncharted has kind of that same not problem but that same structure it's like snark 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 oh i almost fell hey sully where are you going i don't know you're slow and old like a lot of that stuff it it feels it feels like that, and at the same time, you're also traversing in a way that Nathan Drake might traverse, and even though you're on an alien planet or in a weird ship or whatever, um, everything's very colorful and weird. Graphically, the game is astounding. Um, it feels like the most next gen thing we've gotten so far, uh, to me. Uh, like no holding back on effects and how stuff looks, and the engine looks really nice, and uh, it looks real real good. Um, Plays really good too. Sixty frames per second, no slowdown, no issues. Um, uh, yeah, and there are moments that are actually funny. Like my big worry was that none of that Stark would or snark would pay off uh, as funny, but there are moments that they get there. If I had any complaint, it's that um, Peter Quill and Rocket Raccoon's voices, voice actors, are almost identical in my ears. And so when they're off on their own doing a thing or they're trying to talk to each other, I can't tell who's talking. <laughs> That's the only thing I don't like. I mean, I can if their faces are on screen and one of them's, you know, talking. But if you're just, you know, having a conversation while you're doing shit, it's like, who said that? Was that Rocket who said that? I'm not sure because they sound almost identical. Um, I think that's a weird problem. It's not a game breaker, but I wish they'd, uh, I don't know, shaking that up Put a little, a little bit. You- that shows who's speaking maybe yeah or something i mean you can tell well at the bottom if you're doing subtitles it'll say and it's not that big a deal i guess like it's not like i say not a game breaker it's just like oh wait rocket said that okay that's why he would say that and not not peter mm-hmm. um the game the actual gameplay like the combat is it reminds me of these newer uh final fantasy slash square enix rpgs where it's more action-based um, in his case, you're shooting his dual pistols and doing all that. But when you hold down the left bumper, it puts everything into kind of bullet time slow-mo while you say, while you do a strategic thing like, all right, I want Grimoire to do her thing right now. Uh, or I'm going to have Groot do his his tangle attack uh, where he sends out a bunch of vines and tangles up some enemies. And it slows down for you to do that to decision making and then and then they'll do the command and then you're still fighting. Um I like it. I think that stuff works works really well. It has a conversation and choice system that reminds me of Mass Effect. Um, I'm not going to call it as deep or as decision important or anything. I'm not sure actually because I'm not far enough to say. But but there are lots of like questions or things that come up where you can go one extreme or the other, and it feels like that stuff will be meaningful. Whether it pays off, I, I you know we'll have to see further I get into the game, but. I like that stuff. Some of those, some of those decisions are time based, so you got to hurry up and answer them, uh, or else they're going to, you know, make their own decision or whatever. Uh, design wise, like the game looks more like the comic, the current comic run, than it does the movies. Um, on purpose, like they're not trying to copy the movie here, which I'm I'm grateful for since they tried to get they got weird with that Avengers game and they didn't do that here. Yeah, with um, like cosplayers instead of its own thing. Yeah. So they just made it. This thing really does feel like the comic, and I'm I'm happy for that. Um, but then there's some flourishes, like when you do your double jump and your boot, your rocket boots uh, lift you up and stuff and help you maneuver or whatever. Uh, they that reminds me of how they look in the movie. So there's some of that stuff. 
but it's not like MCU or, you know, it just happens to sort of share the same look. Um, overall, though, I'm really liking it uh, to the point that I'm a little shocked. I didn't expect this game to grab me and it, and it, and it has, um, you know, if there's any, if the, the only real criticism I have is those two guys sound the same and yeah, it's top loaded with a lot of like, no one really likes each other and the shit, you know, we're all crammed in this ship. Let's just get the job done. Like everyone just kind of a dick to each other, but that, that starts to tra- uh, change. Um, at one point Groot saves rocket's life kind of early in the game. It's not a spoiler because there's lots of opportunity for this, but it, and it was like a nice little moment where you went, Oh, okay. Well, a lot of this stuff is them just being surface a holes, but deep down, they really actually care about how all this shit goes down. And I think that just gets better as the game goes on. So anyway, for me, it's a big surprise of the year. I didn't expect it to be good and I really like it and seems like most people do too. It's reviewed well. And yeah, it's getting good feedback. That's what made me kind of check it out. I just, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> we'll yeah. see it's a lot of money to find out to see if i can tolerate it but yeah chat room asked about uh, uh, rocket's chin penis he just has a nice little thing actually the hair tech in the game is is kind of mind-blowing i'm really impressed visually with the game if i haven't made that clear and that also reminds me of uncharted because those games also really impressed me in their time but there's just a lot of new uh, a lot of flora and fauna and detail and just a lot of art everywhere it's just a really well presented uh game if you've only ever seen mcu versions of these characters or care about those at all it might be off-putting because you know this is comic groot he's weird looking and kind of bigger than he should be and you know, compared to the super film green and red yeah drax is a very is different kind of, kind of character and peter quill looks nothing like jeff or uh, chris pratt you know that that'll throw some people i'm sure but i really like it so anyway guardians of the galaxy out now Series X, PS5, PC. I am I am happy with my purchase. John, you played Inscription. That I game did. is rad. What do you think of it? I, I picked this up based on your recommendation, and this game is rad. Yeah. Uh, I really like the vibe. I really like the aesthetic that they went for for this game. Um, this is the card game Scott talked about last week. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go too in-depth because we talked a lot about it, but just sort of my thoughts on it. Um, the card game... The card part of it is kind of operating in maybe the right middle ground. It's not so good that you're ever going to be sitting there going, man, I could I could really want to play another round of that card game. It's so good. Like, it's definitely not that. Like, it's very simplistic. It's not, it's not insanely interesting, but it's not so dull that you're going, ugh, I got to play more of this card game. Like, it works as a perfect foil for everything else that's kind of happening in the game it's just interesting enough to kind of keep you in the world and keep you in the story and keep you playing um without being you know super boring and you know to where you don't want to play it at all yeah uh but i i'm still fairly early in i'm surprised at how hard it is yeah Uh, it's hard you know the way the way they throw some challenges at you like i got the uh i got the cat card and i was like oh this is gonna be this is the right way to go. Go with this cat card. What an amazing card. I can just sacrifice it over and over and over again. This will be amazing. Mm -hmm. And then you quickly realize how limited you are by its existence on the play area and what that does to you. And you go, well, okay, now I regret all my decisions. The the strategies really throw you because they're not like typical deck builders. They don't, they don't feel the same anyway. Like it's not just simply, Oh, this guy has three points of 
damage and five points of life. Like the, those those mechanics exist, but the whole sacrifice something first thing and and then oh, you know, I've only got four lanes to work with here, and the you know that guy's clogging three of them. So what's my best chance here? And if you use a cat, you're screwed because you know he'll just take that slot forever. And yeah, it's it's weird that way the game. Yeah, and I I mean usually these sorts of games when they start to introduce like additional mechanics like items and stuff like that you're yeah. like yeah but am I gonna really use this or are those just gonna sit there and not be anything interesting but no like it feels like those are necessary and it, it makes the part where you're going through the map kind of making decisions feel more impactful because you know this is stuff that's going to directly impact your run like oh, if I pick the wrong items, this could really screw me over. If I pick the wrong card, this could end up really hurting me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the game is not afraid to punish you. Like, when when the I got to the end of the first little bit and he turned into the prospector, and I was like, all right, well, I beat him. Good job. And then all of a sudden he turns everything to gold nuggets. I was like, well, what the shit is this? What am I supposed <laughs> to do now? And I just immediately lost the game and i was like i don't even how could i have planned for this there's no way the game's you know the game doesn't care game doesn't care that you didn't think that was a a fun thing game's game's kind of a dick sometimes Uh, uh, for sure and that guy back there with eyeballs i don't know what his deal is but he's a prickosaurus yeah um yeah it's it's i'm really glad to hear you liked it i i still think it's one of the most refreshingly new takes I've seen this year on any genre. And uh, it's just one dude making it. So that's pretty cool too. Yeah. And it's, it's solid. It's got, it's got a crazy vibe. Like it that's, really does. that's just the thing is like, it's, it's one of those things that just feels really unique while you're playing it. You're like, well, I've never done anything quite like this. Yeah. That's very, very good. Um, I watched you do most of this, or a lot of this, not most of it, but I watched you play Chrono Trigger a lot. I guess you're done. You finished it. I beat it. Uh, I beat Chrono Trigger, and I went through and did some of the bonus content, and it really, like, doing the stuff that had come out later uh, for, like, DS releases and stuff like that made me really appreciate that Chrono Trigger isn't just the case of, well, it's got really good art and mm-hmm. it's got a really good soundtrack and, you know, it's it's got solid mechanics under the hood. Because let me tell you, some of the stuff they decided to put in that game as bonus is really bad. And it turns out that you can't just go, ah, oh, more Chrono Trigger, and it's immediately good. Some of those dungeons that I did were just not fun mm-hmm. <laughs> for some of the bonus stuff, but... The, the core main game is still really amazing. Um, I still really love it. The theme PC version took a lot to get used to, um, but I, I did eventually get used to it. It's still not a perfect port. I would love for them to do what they're doing with Final Fantasy with Chrono Trigger at some point and just do a full pixel remaster of it. But uh, until that time, uh, I highly recommend it. It's a great, great RPG. It was fun watching, so I would watch more. Would would watch more. All right. Finally, you did install Age of Empires four and got it to run. Mine wouldn't run, so I had to wait till tomorrow. I don't know what that was about, but uh, what do you think? It's Age of Empires, right? That's that's what you got. It is, and I I think for for good and for bad, it sounds like. I mean, I haven't. I'm still in kind of the tutorial where they're walking you through it. Um, it feels it feels like a new version of that old thing. So there are elements of it where you're. You look at it and you go, oh, wow, I'm back in time playing Age of Empires 2 again. This this feels like that. 
Um, there are some definite UI improvements, quality of life improvements, um, as far as how you know it's it's set up and how it plays. But it feels like Age of Empires, and I was immediately like kind of back in. Like I kept meaning to go back to those those kind of re-releases of Age of Empires two and say. Well, how how is this? How good is it? And and give it another try. And I never did. And in a lot of ways, this kind of feels like getting back to that in some ways. Mm, like yeah. it, it it just it looks really good. It plays really well, but it still feels like that thing that it used to be, which is what I would want. It might not be what everybody wants though. So I, I would say that would be my warning is if you know, if you want the series to have really evolved into something different. Uh, you might not be getting that out of this game because they're definitely staying very true to what was there. Um, that said, I am very early. I haven't done like a create a scenario to see if Scott and I's old strategy of just <laughs> building walls around everything is going to work. Yeah. That is, there's a lot riding on that. I'm not going to lie. I might be back in a couple weeks and go, nope, wall building isn't good. It doesn't exist or it's not great. Uh, yeah. It's a bad game. Don't buy it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's that's what we got to figure out. We got to figure out the wall building tech and then I'll check back in. I mean, two is really the high watermark of the series anyway. And it sounds like this is more adherent to two than anything three attempted. And I think that's like you said, it's going to be a mixed bag for some players. But I think it's the right choice because everything you've just said to me, everything I've seen so far in video and stuff, it looks like, you know, a way better looking version of two. And I think I'm down for that, especially because it's on Game Pass PC for nothing. So, yeah, you know, you could spend 60 on it anywhere else, I suppose. But um, I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I want to play it. I'm going to I'm all loaded up. I'm all preloaded. And just, I have a lot of memories, a lot of big, important times spent playing this with friends and against friends and and turtling up and doing yeah it's just building walls yeah building build, walls, build and, walls and, and a huge towers city. yeah and having basically playing real-time civ when i wasn't supposed to be and i'm happy to be doing that again so oh, lo, lo, let's see how it goes uh bo you uh, still down the down the drain known as hearthstone mercenaries i'm yeah. impressed how is that going not good i'm filled with <laughs> self-loathing as i play it <laughs> But I keep playing it. I mean, the kind of thing about it is like if you want to, if you're catching up on your podcast or your content, it's a good second screen game, I guess, is yeah. where it's sort of slotting in. You know, after a long day at work, you get home, eat dinner, and you like, I could play Doom's Horde mode, which I do want to try. Um, but uh, I'm, you know, I'm clicking on Hearthstone, I'm playing the mercenaries and leveling up my dudes and hating myself uh, all the while, still <laughs> enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty clearly an exercise and um, reward. Uh, It's a hamster wheel, right? You get rewards, you get on the wheel, you get more reward. It's pretty clearly what it is, and I I, I hate it. But but I'm playing it. I got a a question for you. Last week, you described it, and you put it in your notes as the ding desert, which is a great term for (laughs) it. I love that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and you said your enjoyment was going to hinge a lot on how the ding desert feel was. Uh, You're obviously still playing it, but how is the ding desert? Well, so I haven't put any more money into it, so the ding desert is a ding desert. So you, you have two options when you're in the ding desert. Pay or search what are the good farming routes and optimal ways to level up as quickly as possible? And, you know, this is where you get to the point where that's where the gameplay is bad, where you're like, this is an ideal route to get 
me to level up. Like I have all my the characters. I have almost more than half the cards, uh, the characters to play. I have them all leveled to thirty. I have their second tasks, and so I've got two of the items that go along with it. And you grind more. Now I'm at a place in Winter Spring where I need probably some fire damage or elementals to beat that boss. And I just got Baron Geddon, but I don't have Ragnaros. So I could grind out the one where you get the Ragnaros coins so I don't have to pay to open packs to get Ragnaros. I can, you know, get 500 coins and, unlo- you know, that bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, and I'm like, why am I doing this? I hate this, but I am... In- the gameplay is enjoyable. It's, a, like, fun math problems, like double damage here, add damage. You know, I like numbers. It's mesmerizing. Play this numbers game. But, um, I mean, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> like, I'm just like, it's an embarrassing thing. And I'm just like, a part of me is just curious to see it because I'm like, well, if I hate this game, why do I play it so much? And like, mm. you know, I've been, I'm reading a neuroscience uh, book right now. Well, I mean, neuroscience book, it's mainly, it's not really technical or anything, but uh, it's uh, called Dopamine Nation. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in, in you know my own personal experience with reward pathways and you know how that um how addiction works in all of us because you know the 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 way the brain we have a common we have commonalities amongst all humans whether someone's an addict or someone's normal where that potentiality is there and how do you get into that spot and what makes someone more prevalent and without going into a whole diatribe about it there is some morbid interest in seeing myself become addicted to a crap game because of my interest in learning about uh you know addiction and compulsive behavior and how that affects my life in various ways and you know it's like not limited to drugs it's it gaming is it's very much a part of gaming and i'm, I'm, I'm very you know in the past year or so i know I, I bring it up from time to time on the show but it's becoming more and more of a common theme that i can't just sit down and play a game and did i enjoy it or not but I'm looking for the telltale signs of exploitation in a game. And I think really Disco Elysium is what pushed me there because it was a very enjoyable game, but I don't feel like it, it, it feel like it was very different from most game experiences and, mm-hmm. and sort of opened my eyes to what was possible to expect from gaming that wasn't also corrupted. And so I, now I feel like I'm playing like one of the most corrupt evil games, which is not true, but it is they did make a game in that genre. They did and, and it's so normalized that I probably sound weird and a lot of people are going to think I'm being a some anti-video game republican guy or something like that. But um <laughs> that's like that's you know but it's just true. I mean the D, you know they are adding video game and internet addiction into the DSM. It is a thing. You're going to hear more and more about it years goes on. So, and it's just where my interests lie at the moment. Yeah. So so it's like there's there's this weird science experiment that's going along now that I it's got my hooks in me and I'm watching my behavior with it and then I'm reading my book and and sort of, you know, it's it's in conjunction with that. Sure. But that being said, I really should play Zelda. Like I, I have Zelda. I haven't cracked Breath of the Wild open yet. I oh, you should that. totally play that. Yeah, you should. And, play that. And what's funny too is like I have that game and Metroid Dread. Yet Mercenaries is more appealing to me. I'm sitting and playing Mercenaries. Like, what is wrong with my? Brain? I know what it is. Like, I know what it, it is. It's, it's, it's less work. It's, it's less work for those hits, right? I do this too, dude. I feel you. Like that Star Trek game I keep talking about. While we were here yeah. on the show and one of you was talking, I went, oh, my guys need to get on shuttle missions. <laughs> and I put them all on shuttle missions because like in another half hour, they'll yeah. all be done and I'll get this hit. And I didn't have to hardly do anything. I think there's yeah. something to that. 
You know, there, 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 it is like, I don't know if it's, I think it's somewhat unintentional just because we motivated by profit and doing these things gets company profit. So you just rationalize it that way. No one's, there's not some Lex Luthor, hopefully, but maybe Jeff Bezos is Lex Luthor and it's what they're doing. Like, you know, I, I don't know. The point is, I don't know. I'm just trying to be more aware and cognizant of it as someone who's been gaming all of his life and who does a gaming show and who is trying to, you know, think about gaming responsibly just spending my time in quality experiences and getting away from the, the strictly manipulative stuff so anyways as i say that i play tons of mercenaries <laughs> this week and i feel like an idiot but i have to be honest and say like that's what i did this past week and that's been my journey in gaming for uh, the past seven days like it, it is what it anyway, is i don't recommend it do not start playing mercenary play battlegrounds battlegrounds is all right battlegrounds is great uh, yeah, good time you can stop battlegrounds I stayed up late a few times playing stupid mercenaries, trying to level up my cards. Uh, well, look, we've all got. But anyways, our, it's that's at least, the end of my rant. At least you weren't drinking pee while you did it. Think of it that way. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no Monsanto. No in my mercenaries game. No more Monsanto. All right. Uh, now time for one of these. That's a good question. We got an email from a listener it's sent to talk to the core at gmail dot com. Talk to the core at gmail.com we love getting your emails there's a ton of them we can't ever get to but we try uh please keep them coming and we'll try to read as many as we can doug varner wrote in and said i recently discovered Greedfall on game pass and it feels like new worlds uh old it feels like new world's older single player brother colonial aesthetics set in a newly found island but with pretty deep dialogue options and good third person combat systems i was really surprised to see it only came out uh two years ago i guess uh, I was just buried in a sea of other games. It feels similar to Witcher 3, uh, but maybe not as open world as a, de- or also a developer I didn't recognize. Spiders is the name. Uh, so it doesn't, or sorry, so it does feel a little less than a AAA game, but I'm really enjoying it so far. Any of y'all ever play it? Enjoy the show. Yada, 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 Doug. Uh, well, Doug, he said yada, yada, not me. He, that's in his email. That wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't me dismissing something he said at the end of his email, but, um, uh, this game caught my eye when it came out because their previous game was also sort of interesting. And then I just never got around to it. I think I was like not in the mood to spend 50 on a thing and I was on steam and I thought, oh, I don't know, maybe one day I'll put up my favorites or, you know, wish list it. Um, but yeah, now that it's on game pass, I probably should, should check it out. I'm, I'm always interested in like a good Witcher Skyrim, you know, vibe sort of RPG. Yeah, It sounds all right. I mean, I bounced off. I feel bad about how hard I bounced off it, but I bounced off New World real hard. I just can't be motivated. In fact, it just made me want to play ESO, and so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and I, you know, I hate to say that because I, I, it's going to give the people that are enjoying New World are getting what they want out of it, which is really cool uh, crafting systems and mechanics that are that are kind of minute to minute, pretty compelling. But there's just it's a husk of a, of a, there's no soul inside that game yet. And it may build one. It may, it may have one one day, but all that stuff John said was kind of, kind of true. Um, and it's not going to fit all gamers, of course, but you know, it turns out I wanted a little more story, a little more, a little more relationship in my game. And I get that with ESO and others get it with, you know, final fantasy or whatever game you're playing. That one just, I really bounced on that one hard. Um, but anyway, worth checking out. Greedfall on Game Pass, as well as I've seen it everywhere, so it's on everything right now. Uh, That's if you want, been on my uh, compulsive download list, but not play. 
Do you have it? Do you buy it? Do you ever do this with Xbox? You like go into the game store and download 15 games you think you'd like to play, and then oh, yeah. months later you're like, I need room. Yeah. Let me delete the 15. But you never <laughs> play it like that. That yeah. one's come been downloaded a couple times. Yeah, I've done that a bunch of times. I, I don't. They need, we need a name for that. What is it like? Just like. Uh, download shelving like we need like a thing so we can just quickly describe what that is when you're like stockpiling is pretty good download shelving's not bad well it wasn't there a thing down down hoarding down hoarding i mean technically i mean i don't know what you'd call it i do it too down hoarding you're down you're hoarding a bunch of games and downloading down hoarding down hoard okay the down hoarding is when you just download 50 games off your library thinking you're playing them all and then you actually end up uninstalling them hoard loading (laughs) You heard it here first. Give me credit on Snopes or whatever. Knowyourmeme.com. dot com. I think it it's is. I think it's horde loading. That's what I'd call it. Horde loading. Horde loading. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or like yeah. you know, or horde. Yeah, it's horde better loading. than load hoarding, right? You want- <laughs> horde loading is the way you want it. <laughs> you don't want to be hoarding that other thing. Like you want to, that's a different thing. There's yeah, probably an urban dictionary different. thing for that one already. Man, the Cana- every Canadian I know uses the term load way more than any American I know. And I kind of love that. Yeah, you got a big load there, eh? Yeah. Don't hoard that load. <laughs> got to share it with everyone. <laughs> Those guys on like the Trailer Park Boys and Letterkenny, they all love talking about the word load that's a big load yeah because we we live in fast distances so everyone has trucks and you put a load on the back of your truck uh and your trailer yeah that's all it is yeah. that's all we were referring to you got a big load in your trailer there right yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh data hoarders hoard- that's another good one yeah hoarding. i know i mean uh our wrestler friend uh uh i shouldn't say his name because i don't know if he wants to be talking about him but he has like let's just say his name is joey there i didn't give away too much yeah just subtle he's he's got like a he's got like a thousand hard drives and and he's always buying more and he just backs everything up and has every movie he's ever owned on there and he's got like everything and every time down hoarder he's a down hoarder that's exactly what he is this joey guy without a last name that i won't say or would you call them lord horde loading horde loading he's a horde loader yeah he's a horde horde I keep saying hoard loader. Hoard da. Hoard loader. Don't say the other one. Another yeah. one's not good. No one wants to hoard, load whores. And let's get into that kind of thing, I guess. But, uh, well, um, sure. There's the whole trafficking angle. But anyway. Uh, we, I've done enough judging for one show. Yeah. So, um, so don't yeah, drink pee. That's all- great. I can't imagine. I think there was a time in, in the internet where that felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. uh, early aughts. Like, oh, shit. Like, who knows how long this internet's going to be around. Let me make sure I download all the games. Yeah. And download all my messages onto my hard drive in Windows Explorer and like all that. And then, you know, I mean, it's sometimes I still feel like, should I do that? What if war breaks up? We don't have Internet. Yeah. I'd love to have my hard drives to play while they're shelling the country. Yeah, I know. Right. Like, we're, What are we going to have when that happens? Not, I'm going to be useless, man. I don't know how to build a fort. I don't know how to uh, kill a goat. And eat I don't know it. how to build a fort. There's one thing I learned from Fortnite. <laughs> if I'm going to survive, I need to know how to build a fort. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should be playing Fortnite, I guess. It's Ugh, really going to change how people envision what the military does. You know, I realized this the I, other day. You could say to me, hey, Scott, what game do you think you'll never, ever play again? And I, it'd be hard for me to say because there's a lot of games where I go, oh, I wouldn't, yeah, I don't want to say never on that or I wouldn't, eh, whatever. I will never play Fortnite again. You don't think so? No, you don't hesi- think there's anything they could put in there that would no hesitation. You in? No there's hesitation. Too many games. There's too many games. Life's too short for mercenaries in Fortnite. All right, I got it. If you, John, if they came to me and said, uh, 
Fortnite no longer has that dumb build mechanic. I might yeah. get in there. Because you and I, the I've only ever gotten a victory royale once in Fortnite, and it was with you. Yeah, I remember that. That's that's it. Yeah. So I actually associate playing Fortnite with you more than more than most because I haven't played that game a ton. But yeah. when I did, it was uh, you and I getting a victory. I do miss yeah. playing PUBG with you guys. PUBG was great. PUBG is better than ever. I keep hearing people really like PUBG right now. I mean, I should play some PUBG. Yeah, I mean, all the other big names kind of took over the BR, you know, crown, but it's still plugging away, doing fine. As far as I, I mean, tell. it's very battle royale. BR is very fad based, mm-hmm. but nothing saying a, a well known IP can't make a resurgence. Yeah, I, don't know. I would. I play think that, that again. game still gets played by. Top, like the top streamers and the content makers on that stuff. Uh, Hando says like it pretty well. For, Fortnite is the Facebook of video games. It does feel like that. I don't know what it is. <laughs> just the Zuckerberg of Battle Royale. Yeah, kind of. Like, it's just that's a, a good way of putting it. Honestly, that's sort of what I. I had the same fe- like when I saw that Metaverse presentation today. Oh, I'm, I had the oh. same feelings as I have when I see Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that so bad. You know what that reminded me of? Uh, the rest of the world that doesn't watch video game conferences like E3, they don't really know. But E3 always had those stage things that were so awkward. Like, here are four friends playing, you know, yeah. whatever. And they're all like, hey, man, uh, so, uh, I just got off work. You guys are already going for the goal? And yeah, we just got the second boss. We're on our way now. It's like all this bullshit from the stage. That's what that yeah. reminded me of. I hate it. Hate it. Like I'm not, I'm a believer that the future is full of weird meta shit and uh, VR, AR. I, I'm, I'm in, but it ain't going to be Facebook that I'm getting it from. I can promise you that. Or Meta, excuse me. Well, meta it's off to a bad to start, anyways. <laughs> F those guys. All right. Sorry, I got a little carried away. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. It was. It's, <laughs> it's an emotional moment. It that truly is was pretty bad. It truly is. Uh, it was an ugly time for everyone today. All right, we're uh, out of here. A quick reminder: talk to the core at gmail.com is that email address. Please use it at your leisure. If you'd like to support the show, it can be done very easily and simply uh, for all the right reasons. Over at Patreon.com/slash/core show, we'd love it if you did. It helps us stay on the air. Uh, so check it out. That's Patreon.com/slash/core show. For everything else, frogpants.com slash core will get you what you need. John, before we leave, any final words of wisdom? Um, remember, when you drink a soda, you're in trouble. Oh! That didn't work. That I didn't see work. what you did. Yeah, I tried yeah. for it, but it, it didn't work. I kind of liked it. No, I didn't oh. cook well enough. <laughs> it's all right. We workshop here on the show in real time. Yeah, uh, that, was a, that was a face fall. I, I liked it. Uh, Jabo, anything you'd add? I think I've given my fill of wisdom today. <laughs> Don't I'm going to fold. Yeah, we're going to fold on that one. Fair enough. Uh, that'll be it. I have nothing wise to say, except you'll want to check back in with us next time for a whole new episode of the show. We are having a great Halloween week. Stay safe. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.